I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Did you first play? I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam! You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film. Good morning, campers, and welcome to a kind of fucked up version of uh, Napalm in the Morning. Uh, I am glad to see Eric Jones on my screen. Eric, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing just fine and dandy. Uh, had some bubur uh, ayam, some 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 rice, chicken porridge, deliciously, um, and I'm not in the not to disparage the food in DeKalb, Illinois, but I got that delicious food uh, right here on the mean streets of Jakarta, and we have a special friend, of course, uh, with us as well. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Mike Van on the third mic, the the only mic that really matters, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, and um, what are we what are we doing today, Matt? Well. I'm in control of the board, and uh, I'm all alone, and I'm a little nervous about this, because uh, I don't know how to do it, do the board very well. Uh, so we'll, we'll hopefully the, it'll go captain. well. Um, we are doing a film, because these two yahoos, um, hi, Mike, I didn't say hi to you. Um, I'm glad to see hi, you hi, alive Matt. and well how, how you doing, in buddy? Indonesia. Um, I know if you attempted to cross to the uh, state border into to get into Florida, you would uh, just you know, instantly combust because I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a death list there. Well, uh, Florida is where woke <laughs> goes to die. So, um, uh, Mike, <laughs> I know you, you flee yeah. to less woke, uh, or no more, more woke lands like Indonesia. Um, uh, that, that- that, that's a good that's it's a, a lateral that's a move. debate yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think uh, uh, Ron de Sanctimonious Meatball would uh, might approve of some recent legislation in this lovely land but I'm a guest here so I won't get into that so we have um, because these two yahoos are in Indonesia we are doing a an Indonesian related film it is called the year of living dangerously starring yeah. Mel, Ma- I hate yeah, you, Matt has been angry. Gibson, and Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. Yeah, and Linda Hunt. And Linda Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Who got uh, the Academy Award, right? Yeah, she got the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, although yes. she uh, played plays a man in this, and that was, uh, you know, much discussion that she's... Uh, playing across gender um what i have never luckily seen, that issue's been resolved we don't really worry about that stuff anymore. totally resolved Dang. we don't we don't we don't see gender yeah um uh, but what what i've never seen any discussion of is that um she essentially does this in yellow face she plays um a half chinese character and has yeah. her, has mm-hmm. her makeup and hair done up to to make her look uh look asian and that not not a problem in 1982 when this was shot but um, I suspect it's now... it's a more subtle portrayal than many of the sort of yellow face character. It's you know, it's like, not yes. Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's. I'll give you that. And the character is is half Australian and Australian raised. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, she definitely um, took 
took a leap with this role and I think hits it out of the park. I mean, won the Academy Award and I think yeah. it's, I've, I've never seen this performance criticized it's in a incredible. negative way because it's, it's really fantastic. Should be noted yeah, Mel Gibson Mel's, is doing uh, um, Aussie face also in the film. Um, he's doing what? Aussie face? Aussie face. So <laughs> He is an Aussie. Uh, he's allowed to do Aussie face. <laughs> He hasn't doing anti-Semitic face yet. So Sigourney Weaver is doing limey face, though. Limey face. She is. Limey face, yeah. She is. She is. Where yeah. is they, 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 they put them? prosthetics on her teeth to make them look worse. <laughs> oh, God. We just lost our UK listeners. Thanks. Uh, um... Both of them. <laughs> oh, all right. Before we get into this, we need to jump in and do our one of our top seven segments as voted uh, by listeners. It is the... is here right now maybe we should have done a live version of it <laughs> yeah exactly so what do you what are you drinking there so i i am in wisconsin i'm i'm on the road too folks uh i am in wisconsin uh this is a new glaris brewing company the beer is uh, two women uh it is a lager it is uh pretty tasty and yeah i'm already about Six seven in, so uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing pretty good here. All right, boys. Well, I don't know if you talked about last night. <laughs> yeah, last well, it's nine a.m. here, um, so we've actually got a couple cappuccinos from the the Pullman <laughs> yeah. restaurant. Yeah, um, um, but uh, in my mind, in my vision, I have a gin tonic uh, with ice because that's what Americans drink. Gin tonic we, with ice. I was deep into the uh, the bintang rattlers last night, which yeah, is uh, which is a man's beer. The the uh, girl the girly bintang. Bintang because, rattler. Uh, bintang is a thing. Bintang isn't isn't weak enough. He's got to get it with some soda in it. Um, but I, actually, you know what? They're pretty good. They go down easy. It goes down. It goes down easy. They go yeah. down easy. Yeah, we had so uh, yeah, we represent, and we are. We should say uh, we don't want any spoilers, but yeah. we are. We are gazing out. Uh, we are at um, now the Hotel Kempinski, the uh, infamous Hotel Indonesia, um, right across the way. Uh, Mike Mike likes to stay here and hang banners from the uh, window. Um, J- Jokowi, feed your people. <laughs> feed your dosen. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're uh, staying directly. We're there. So much of this movie takes place at the Hotel Indonesia and in the Wayang Bar and um, uh, or in the traffic circle in front of the hotel. And we are staying on that traffic circle exactly opposite the site of the hotel and uh, looking at the Selamat Datang statue built in 1962 for, um, uh, was it the Asian Games or something? And uh, they, they made a model of that statue and... Uh, brought it to where they were shooting the film in uh, the Philippines. The film's actually not shot in Indonesia. Uh, 
Uh, it got we need to do a counter for how many films are actually filmed in the spots <laughs> that they goddamn say. <laughs> yeah, they wanted they want to shoot it in Indonesia, and for some reason, Suharto nixed that. And they were going to shoot mm-hmm. in Malaysia, and that didn't fly, so they went to the southern Philippines. And did, a, I think, a pretty good job of recreating Jakarta in, um, down in yeah. the south in Moroland. It's, lo- it's, lots, it's lots of close shots, um, you know, so, so, and, and so they, they're able to, like, get, you know, recreate a decent personal view. Right. Zoom in on the this poverty. Is- yes, that's good. Yes, we like that. <laughs> well, well P- Peter, when Peter Weir was queried about it, uh, he, uh, his response was, um, slums look the same all over the world. So they shot on location in a slum in, in Mindanao, and that, that will pass for Jakarta. I can't tell her if he's that's offensive or he's right or both. Like, like it's uh, both. It, like, it can yeah, be both. Yeah, it, it can, can be, be both. both. Yeah. 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 Um, but... based, based on a 1978 novel, uh, You're Living Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I've never read. Oh, you never read it? I've never read it. I I, 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 the novel's fantastic. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, by uh, uh, Christopher Koch. Um, he had published something previously, hadn't done that well, and this novel was a big hit. They made it optioned it and made it into the movie um, within a few years, within four years. Um, he also wrote a late, another novel in the 1990s, which I started and never finished, about um, the uh, Khmer Rouge, the end of the, of the second Indochina War, end of the Khmer Rouge, Highways to a War. Um, Fun topic. But uh, interestingly, uh, Christopher Koch was not here in Indonesia. His brother was. Uh, his brother was a journalist here, and so he used his brother's stories to write this novel, but did not actually have that first-hand experience. In Aussie, it's a journal. A journal. Um, oh, one, one other thing, uh, notes about Linda Hunt. Um, she was not the initial casting for this role, initially it was going to be played by a short man because um, Linda Hunt plays a um, half Chinese, half Australian dwarf. In the no- uh, in the novel, is it also in the novel as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is also um, it's it's Samar. It's the it's oh, there's so many things that are just on the nose as a primer for introduction to Indonesian culture. So yeah, Linda Linda Hunt plays this dwarf who um, uh, is a reference to Samar, the dwarf from. Um, uh, Javanese um, mythology and folk tales, but anyway, um, they went through a couple male actors, and at one point, uh, it was almost Wallace Shawn uh, of Princess Bride fame, and um, uh, my dinner with Andre, um, who would have I, I can only imagine would have been really annoying, and the attempts at yellow face may have been even more obvious at that point. But uh, did you Linda say Hunt Andre the Giant from Princess Peter Bride would... almost played the part? Andre the Giant, yeah. So yeah. it would have been a real stretch, um, but he's got he's got a posse, so that would have worked out. They would do it like Master Blaster, like he would sit on Andre the Giant's <laughs> shoulder, and then they would walk around, um, which I thought was a weird crossover from the sort of posse, uh, sort of Mad Max. I don't, I don't appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> oh, and and while they were shooting in the Philippines. Um, they shot for five weeks. This whole film was shot in six weeks, which is pretty mind-boggling now. Really? Six weeks. That's what you could do back then. And also, they didn't have a bunch of unions causing uh, causing grief. Uh, you know, Why? Like a, yeah. runaway. So they shot for five weeks in the Philippines, and then they started getting death threats. And um, uh, within 24 hours, Peter Weir packed everything up, and they finished the last week in Australia. Um, 
which is just one whole nation of death threats where every, everything wants to kill you there. Uh, dunny spiders and whatnot. Mel Gibson, of course, has uh, repeatedly downplayed the nature of the death threats because he's a big, tough guy. Yeah, yeah. So um, do we want to, Matt, do some uh, do a little uh, context dive here for when and where? So the film takes place in, in, in the, the, the purported year of living dangerously is 1965, and, and it was a year of living dangerously in real life uh, for many reasons we'll get into. Um, but... Uh, um, yeah, where where are we? Because it's a Vietnam War podcast. What are we? What are we up to? And what are we doing in uh, that neck of the woods, just north of here? So to give it just a little bit of context, yeah, for the war in Vietnam, uh, maybe doing kind of a post uh, JFK up and up through maybe sixty five. We'll go through real briefly. We have Lyndon Johnson, of course, vice president assumes the presidency and his focus is not on the war in Vietnam. When he does assume the presidency, he's focused more on uh, a different war, if you will, the war on war on poverty, the great society, and other domestic initiatives. Um, in Vietnam, General Min ousted Diem. He lasted roughly three months. Uh, General Khan took over in a bloodless coup. We have a do have a growing American presence um, brought uh, back familiar history uh, in the eyes of the communists who kind of are more and more seeing the United States presence as yet another foreign invader following in the footsteps of the Chinese, the French, Japanese. Um, Ho Chi Minh steps up his efforts to support the uh, Viet Cong at the same time that the United States is increasing its aid to South Vietnam. So the Viet Cong would be the communists in the South and uh, so so aid to both is kind of beginning to increase at the same time. Uh, Johnson feels he has to kind of hold the line in Asia to maintain his presidency. He cannot lose ground. Uh, China, Korea is fresh on the mind uh, of, of Lyndon Johnson. Um, and he wants the war in Vietnam out of the campaign in 1964. But it is brought into the campaign with the uh, Maddox uh, sailing in the Gulf of Tonkin and the Turner Joy. And the attack, air quote attack, et cetera, et cetera. I think we've covered that probably previously in the podcast. Um, in retaliation, the United States bombs the uh, North North Vietnam. It does take a bit of time to conclude that the second attack did not actually happen. Um, but we get the Tonkin Gulf Resolution, unanimous, almost unanimous vote, August 7th. Only two senators voted against it. Everyone in the House voted for it. Um... And so Johnson is a landslide victor over Goldwater in November, but we have increasing uh, Viet Cong attacks on the United States, uh, an air base toward the end of 1964, uh, other attacks on the Saigon Army. Uh, National Security Advisor McGeorge Bundy urges the bombing of the North. He visits in 1965, and the Viet Cong attack United States outposts at Pleiku while he is visiting it's the third major attack in three months. Eight servicemen, U.S. servicemen are killed there. Uh, Khan resigns as prime minister roughly around this time. Juan takes over for a grand total of a third of a Scaramucci, I think. Right? A Scaramucci is 10 days. Is that right? St standard Scaramucci units. Yeah, so he's in for three days. So, uh, so I guess it's roughly a third of a Scaramucci. Uh, then Khan comes back. 
Um, <laughs> Bombing of the North begins Operation Rolling Thunder, which is a would, would this would this game. be when he comes back? Would this be the Wrath of Khan? Oh God! <laughs> the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Hold on, is, hold there, on. is there? I mean, is there? <laughs> oh, he's got it. See, I'm right on top of it. Um, <laughs> uh, Master Bomb became paid to the north. Westmoreland is requesting more and more troops. Granted, March 8, 1965, 3,500 Marines land at Da Nang. By the spring, we are already at 72,000 in Vietnam. And uh, the plan is shifting from defense of the air bases to offensive operations. And uh, that's kind of the situation because the film starts in, in summer of 65. And so that's kind of where we are in Vietnam when the film is getting started. So where, where do you guys stand? I mean, is there I mean, there, there are many data points you could you could you could reference. But like this has to be one of the high watermarks of sort of sort of U.S. imperialism in 1965. Just when you think about like what's going on and where, where you know, where it sits in, in terms of just like in, sort of initiating sort of uh, subversionist foreign policy just simultaneously. And like it, uh, um, it's really, it, it hasn't had the fail. It doesn't, we, we had, okay, we had, we had the Bay of Pigs, which was a, which was a setback, but it hadn't really been chastened um, the way that it would, uh, later in the 70s but um i don't know i mean what do you, in, in terms of 65 like the like u.s is like pretty serious hubris in terms of well at least in this part of the world feeling pretty good about the philippines uh, yep. um thailand's being brought into the fold um uh thanks Singapore, to our our cousins across the atlantic uh malaysia's secure um but i think you know i mean obviously these two and anti-communism and purges are being it, out. It's the two yeah, neutralist yeah, countries, really. It's Cambodia and Indonesia. Indonesia and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who are op openly, I mean, Indi Indonesia is openly talking about uh, Jakarta, uh, Phnom Penh, Hanoi, Pyongyang, <laughs> Beijing, Axis. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Complicated acronyms, but um, Mapulindos and such. But yeah, the, the, uh, <laughs> Yeah, the uh, it's it, it it's a it's fascinating because um, we'll we'll really see and in some uh, I'm sure it'll come up later the the, the infamous sort of Jakarta uh, method that that you know this the the template for Jakarta um, meth is that what you've been uh, enjoying Jakarta <laughs> meth yeah that's that's why we're still up cozying cozying up with right wing dictators as a means to uh, enact your sort of uh, sort of neo-colonial ambitions is, uh, is a pretty tried and true. Um, and, and, uh, what happens in the year of being dangerous is sort of fuel and evidence for, yeah, this is, this is how we're going to be conducting sort of neo-colonial operations as, as, as a country. Right. Cause, cause 1964 is the coup in Brazil, uh, which was huge, huge, uh, largest country in Latin America by far. Um, and uh, yeah, in the Jakarta method, uh, Vincent Bevan links the coup in Brazil to uh, 65 in Indonesia to Chile, and he actually can trace some of the some of the operatives who are involved and some of the, the specific strategies. So yeah, this is a this is high tide U.S. imperialism here. And the film the film Good old it, days. it focuses more on um, I mean I, I, I we'll talk about this in the 
podcast, but I, I actually the focus in, of the book uh, and the uh, film. This is this is the podcast. Uh, <laughs> damn, are we are we recording right now? It'll it focuses <laughs> so. on some of the Indonesian actors more than more than some of the films we've watched, like the the some of the characters, and especially the PK, the Indonesian Communist Party, um, are actually given sort of a, a treatment of uh, right or wrong about how, what they were doing, how they were feeling more than what America was, was up to. And so they're, uh, I mean, I, I give it, I give it, I give it the, the, the focus tries to vacillate between sort of indigenous and, and sort, of, sort of foreign journalists um, with, with some amount of success. Yeah. 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 So we go. Um, now I, I know, I know the, the question on your guys' minds and mm-hmm. the listeners' minds is, um, how does this relate to uh, my life, uh, the life of Michael Van? And uh, the Year of Living Dangerously is my origin story as a historian. I, uh, this must have been sophomore year of high school. I got mononucleosis in the fall and was out for two weeks. The kissing disease. The kissing disease. Uh, really high fever laid on the couch. All day, and that uh, we just got HBO, and that's back when HBO used to just run the same movie over and over and over. And I watched The Year of Living Dangerously, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, maybe a dozen times in this high fever, and just became obsessed with this film. And where is where is this place? Where First time I'd heard of Indonesia, um, uh, and I said, I want to find more out about this country. I want to find more out about Southeast Asia. Uh, I want to become a historian, and that's why I decided I was going to become a historian, and uh, at some point focus on Indonesia. Uh, unfortunately, I missed out on a good chunk of American history uh, when I was sick. That was U.S. history, so I, I'm very unclear about this War of 1812 thing. Evidently, the Canadians fucked up the White House, but um, bygones. Anyway, so if, that, that, that is my origin story. If you so. hate the great Hanoi Rat Hunt, you can thank Peter Weir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Matt? When did you first, Edwin, this hit cross your radar? Uh, a couple days ago on archive.org. <laughs> You'd never seen it. I had not seen the film, no. Wow. Shameful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I, I saw it um, as an undergrad. Maybe on a, I'm, maybe on H, I don't, I'm trying to think, how would I have seen this film? Probably a f- friend's house, HBO, I'm guessing. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, but uh, um, you'd already been to Indonesia at that point. I had because you went. I went. I went in ninety. Um, so before college, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean the the it, it did it did like the I remember I remember thinking naively when I first went to Indonesia like oh everyone uh, this is a big event in their history so they're gonna. I can, like, I can ask about this. And I found out quickly that that's not something that you talk about or ask about or are allowed to know about in, oh, in very specific ways. Uh, so that was a, that was a, hmm. Do, uh, do not talk about 1960. It's like the faulty tower skit. You know, don't, don't talk about the war. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, it's a, it's a, and, and again, this is a, uh, we'll, you'll hear, you'll hear us rant about this, but, um, you know, this is one of the one of the biggest. Imagine not talking about, um, you know, the 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 Shoah or or the Cambodian genocide, the Cambodian genocide, or right, like 
There's been no Truth and Reconciliation Commission. There's been no um, <laughs> Jim <laughs> Jim Crow. Um, yeah, all sorts of things you just get swept under the rug. Um, but it's in in and for for a lot of a lot of complicated reasons that happens and continues to happen. Um, but um, there's no there's no public memorial to the victims of the the 1965-66 killings. Not one. Um, there's a private space and it's just an empty space. I visited last week, uh, Taman 65 in Bali, but it's just, uh, it's, it's an, a non-starter. There's been various attempts since Reformasi. It's going on 25 years to get it in back into the discourse. And then like every time some room opens up, it seems like it gets clamped back down. Some again. subtle acknowledgement of what happened. And, but, but, but the problem is the, 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 um, and Mike studied this closely, uh, but the, What's memorialized is this. This is the moment why Indonesian military is so important for the history of saving the country, and and, and it becomes the the sort of story of why in in the, in, in way nineteen forty five and forty nine they were just essential for holding the country together. The story is that that they 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 prevented this 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 coup and saved the nation and from, from godless communist takeover and right and and, and feminism and, and all sorts of bad stuff and demonized sort of uh communist women cutting out people's genitals and the, that the the what is memorialized is the is the death of 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 some generals and the and a lieutenant uh, and a little girl <laughs> right and or, then or this, so 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 the, the story is not of the the, the the killings. The story is the, the 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 saving of the country. Yeah. In the, in that. Yeah. In that the, what gets memorialized is the what John Russo called the pretext for mass murder, uh, and this is at the very end of the film, uh, but it, it's not even really touched on in the film. Uh, six generals are kidnapped and uh, murdered, and that is then the green light for the army to engage in a wave of repression that starts up in Aceh. And then move systematically from west to east across Bali, or across Java, and then on to Bali in 1966, where what eight percent of the island is killed in the space of uh, a month or two. Um, and this is uh, done by the the TNI, the army, uh, but also they mobilize mass organizations, um, nationalist groups, uh, Islamic groups, Catholic groups are really prominent uh, around central Java. And then also exploit existing class tensions. And estimates range from half a million to a million to one of the officers most responsible for the killing bragged that three million people were killed. I think most scholars say half a million to a million, but when you're juggling units of a hundred thousands, that's a, that's larger than a scaramouche of, uh, of yeah. victims. And um, also what's all frequently not mentioned is an even larger number imprisoned in a chain of, um, of uh, a gulag, gulag archipelago, yeah. shall we say, yeah. um, for uh, over a decade. The releases don't uh, come until the late 70s under pressure from the Carter administration. So the the, the, the events of the Swadison Year of Living Dangerously um, uh, enact probably one of the, or lead to the enactment of probably one of the most repressive regimes in late 20th century. Um, and in terms of sort of rapacious killing, like you, you have to think like if it's a million um, in, in the space, we're talking in the space of months. Um, and, uh, you know, if you think of like the, the, the Holocaust, you know, that, there's sort of years of systematic sort of like, you Let know, breathe, again, the, the, what, let it breathe. 
and what what is so um, what is so mind boggling about is the way that kind of how how local and sort of neighbor on neighbor, which is we should probably tip you off into why you know you can you can you can blame the Nazis for the the Holocaust, although it's of course like local people making choices um, uh, about their their neighbors. But the, the the violence was so localized in, in Indonesia that it is an un it is something you can't talk about because it it's you can't just blame the 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 military or group. There's there's so much communal violence that happened. Um, Chinese disproportionately targeted that. Um, it uh, it it really um, becomes this 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 story, and there's there's some great uh, uh, um, uh, why am I blanking on the name of the uh, Joshua Oppenheimer? Yeah, the, the 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 sort of great films about getting some of the how how the the perpetrators are memorialized, want to memorialize their role in this. Yeah, well, the the perpetrators become the system, become the state. Um, Joshua Oppenheimer, when I got to talk to him, said it's like. Situations like if the Nazis won, uh, what would that state look like? So they don't talk about the um, hundreds of thousands, millions of dead and, and imprisoned. Uh, what they do talk about is the um, alleged PKI attempt to overthrow Indonesia and institute some sort of communist nightmare, um, which is just absolute political fantasy. So maybe let's get into some of the plot of the movie, and then oh, we can. We've got one more question for you. We'll start, Eric. And this is this question for the Indonesianists out here. Uh, we just said that you know Indonesians, for the most part, aren't allowed to really talk about 1965. Are Indonesianists, scholars of Indonesia, allowed to talk about this film? Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Because um... <laughs> it's it's like it, my experience has been scholars of Indonesia this film because it's I mean it's so full of cliches I mean just from the title the whole like the year of living dangerously cliche yeah. like you see that referenced in so many lame ways I, th I think I mean I think I will say as later in my career have been thinking more about public facing scholarship um well there are lots of problems with it that will go on like there there need to be more frankly more films like this that that introduce complicated historical subjects to an audience that will that can pay attention and is and might take some licenses with some things to try to carry a narrative or get emotional with the love story. Um, I mean Sigourney Weaver though. I mean, well, um, I get it, Mel. And but you know, I think um I've become softer as Jew. I age with like <laughs> Do we know yeah <laughs> what if Mel uh <laughs> Do you have that? Do you have his rant on? <laughs> I don't. No, I will not be on that podcast. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so I, yeah, I think, I think part of what I say, like, tell, tell Indonesians, calm down, like, be happy that anyone knows about Indonesia. This is the most important country that you, that no one knows about, really, compared to China, India. Lean into yeah. the genocide. Yeah, I say, yeah. So. yeah, I mean, I've, I've always had a very soft spot for this film and, and been, very embarrassed to tell uh, real Indonesian scholars that because the eyes roll. But it's it's. I think it's a really good snob for a general audience. Of course. And well, when Peter Weir made the film, he said, "You know, this we'll, we'll see if Americans can handle a feature film not about them." Uh, he just made <laughs> he just you just made Gallipoli, and that had success in the U.S. And so you, I, I think that the success of this film at the American box office actually uh, speaks to our level of maturity, which is often underestimated for obvious reasons. Well, I think it is mistitled, so, I mean, that could be part of the issue, is that, you know, Year of Living Dangerously 
it should really be called three months of living dangerously because you know he arrives in like <laughs> late june and you know yeah right well the the title's pulled from uh sukarno's speech that he gave um yes i think actually in late 64 uh calling for people to live dangerously a year of living dangerously and he plagiarized that line from mussolini and the italian fascists that was one of their rallying, uh, rallying cries to live dangerously and that's a little window into Sukarno's uh, methodology. And so the, fi- the, the film opens up with the, the um, Mel Gibson, the, the Aussie reporter, coming in to the uh, uh, airport in, um, in Jakarta. And, and you see lots of like, and they're, and they're. Well, it, it actually, it actually opens up with an extended Wayang uh, oh, that's right. performance with the Gavalong. So the film starts, I think you get about three or four minutes of these pretty shadow puppets yeah. uh, as the credits are rolling and it, it's in a, it's in a kampung and a village setting um and so you, you you get you already get this primer into indonesian culture it's exoticism it's orientalist all that but it's actually a pretty accurate depiction of uh a shadow uh puppet performance in a, in a village that go on all night right yeah like mike and i are old enough to have seen those yeah. uh yeah um and uh it's, it's one of the, it's one of the when i jet lagged as an 18 year old came to in front of Rambanan. They were having an all night sort of gamelan wayang like, and it, and it really was like, this is got to figure out what's going on here. This yeah. is amazing. And, um, and then, and then for the, the structure of the film, the shadow puppets are the great metaphor. I think that's one of the reasons many anthropologists hate the film. Sure. Um, and it's, and it's oftentimes far too on the nose. The shadow puppets are that's what? How it Mike, sorry. Right. The the central metaphor for the film, yeah, the puppet oh, masters, yeah yeah, 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 and it just keeps getting referenced over and over again. It's very, very, very on the nose. Um, but anyway, so then it, yeah, I interrupted you. At, at, at the airport, airport, they've got all they've got all these signs, and for the audience, the, the audience might not know is that we're in, we're part of the year of being dangerously. We've got a real um, anti um, dangerously. like neo colonial um, anti neo colonialism. Um, uh, sort of strident uh, non-alignment from uh, Sukarno, and he's writing these various forces of of, of Islam, communism, nationalism, Nasakom, and he's 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 it's a it's a delicate tightrope that he that he walks um, for his entire sort of career, frankly. To, uh, to paraphrase Guy <laughs> Hamilton, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, uh, and and so and so, not without reason, uh, you know the, the in. 58 and and on the you know the u.s and others have tried to uh overthrow um sukarno and the, the sort of the father of the country and and his regime because he had he had refused to not he wanted to do business with everyone china with us do you have with, any good examples of uh, like uh one of the say cia type plots against uh sukarno like off off top of your head any any good ones well, they, they, they funded the Permesta Rebellion and, and uh, like in, in northern, like Sulawesi area. I mean, like they, they sent arms to a regional rebellion. Um, and then one of the pilots got shot down. <laughs> yeah, El Pope. My, my favorite, our favorite is the, 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 um, God, I want to find the tapes for this. Uh, they, they, the CIA hired a, um, a Latino who they thought looked like Sukarno to, um, pose as it's obviously uh, hollywood (laughs) some hollywood connection like yeah it looks indonesian enough bing 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 crosby (laughs) was the producer for this i thought he was the actor oh my god he he produced this uh 
this uh, alleged sex tape that was supposed to be Sukarno. Um, betting, betting a Russian, you know, Russian agent. agent. Yeah. And the, the favorite twist is that um, Sukarno being, the, the, how, how, how little the U.S. understood what was that the dynamics at work. Like, Sukarno uh, said, like, yeah, that's, and it clearly wasn't him, but, you know, he sort of owned it, knowing that I'm a, I'm a badass playboy, and this will actually not undermine me this is part of my like i can i can fuck the u.s i can fuck russia i can, fuck, I can do it in china oh, no. like, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's it's kind of with it's kind of spectacular anyway um, so so our hero guy hamilton yeah australian journalist arrives uh June 25th, 1965, at the airport, and there's this cru- big banners that say "Crush British and U.S. Imperialism, uh, Fuck Malaysia," because uh, they were gearing <laughs> yeah, up for yeah. war against Malaysia at that time for reasons yeah. we won't get into. Um, and we hear this voiceover. You don't know who the voiceover is, but it's uh, it's Linda Hunt's character, Billy Kwan. Um, and uh, I could listen. I could listen to Linda Hunt read the phone book. Something about her voice is just so. Ending yeah. that, it's so great. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do you, you guys don't get city arts and lectures, do you? That's a KQED, San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, I did show. when I was at Cal. But... Yeah, um, and she's the the inter- the the host of that, and oh. yeah, she's a fantastic voice. But but anyway, so there's this this voiceover that gets that carries us through most of the movie until um, it drops off the hotel in Indonesia. Um, that uh, that. Um, we don't know quite what's going on, but there's some typing, and uh, this this character is is writing up a dossier. It actually, says June twenty fifth, nineteen sixty five, dossier H ten Hamilton guy gives his birth date and his uh, I think his sign, and is describing what's going on um, as uh, Hamilton arrives, this Australian journalist, and and the voiceover says, "You are an enemy here, Hamilton, like all Westerners." President Sukarno tells the West to go to hell today, and Sukarno is the voice of the third world. And it's very dramatic, but I think does it, the, the film does a really good job with the exposition of giving this historical setting. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, Guy's staff is waiting for him, Kumar, the office guy, and Hartono, his driver, who uh, is the comic relief of the film, and uh, they're waiting for him, and he, he goes past banners that say "crush imperialism, kill imperialist traitors," and uh, immediately Hamilton asks, "Where's Potter, the guy he's replacing?" And Kumar says, "Oh, he had to leave. He's very sorry. You know, his wife was sick." And Hamilton says, "Sick of what? Him?" And Kumar says, "No, Jakarta." And then it pans <laughs> from this tight shot to the chaotic scene of the Jakarta airport. And we're plunged into almost this sort of like third yeah. world urban chaos porn that uh, colors the film. People are right. People not just haggling, but sort of arguing, and and poor, poverty is uh, is a, the leitmotif in this in this film. And that that's that you know that was real in Indonesia, yeah. especially then. Um, and cha- chaotic traffic is another theme, which um, well, yeah, it's yeah, still here today. Uh, <laughs> a little bit, a little better, a little better. Thanks, yeah, yeah, uh, a little more to, organized. Uh, although to yeah. one of NIU's owns. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. husky who's done some good work uh, here. But I, I honestly think that traffic is a little bit better right now in Jakarta than it was five, six years ago. It it, def- it definitely is. The, the the some of the public transport options have th- those did not exist in um, in sixty five and and. Uh, <laughs> There was no um, MRT in 65. Yeah. Uh, 
no, but it's um, and then and then we're and then we're off to the uh, the infamous Hotel Indonesia. Yeah, which Kumar says our first air conditioned hotel. Here, Americans and yes. Europeans can take a bit of cold, and both men sort of laugh at the white privilege. So we roll into the Wayang Bar, the bar in the Hotel Indonesia, and who's there, Eric? Um, there's uh, so, you know, the we got these Western the the journos, which is an Aussie slang, I think I might pick up. Uh, um, and uh, they're all they're all sort of like who's the fresh meat, you know? Who's the there there aren't uh, um, it's it's not as it's not rare to see a uh, an outsider here in Indonesia now, but uh, in '65 or even up to '90, it was much more uh, much more rare. And so they oh maybe he's CIA, um, but um, uh, Billy Linden Hunt knows who he is. Yeah, but uh, Billy Hamilton, the, uh, this. Uh, uh, Half Australian, half Chinese dwarf is is there and explains to um, was it uh, Wally O'Sullivan, the Australian journalist, uh, some totally forgettable German guy, and then Pete Curtis of the Washington Post, this fucking obnoxious American who does just yeah. a great stereotype of uh, it, it is pretty American. good. Yeah. And did you catch the as it as it pans across the bar, the two drunk Russians arm in arm. I didn't there's see that. Yeah, yeah. Before we get to the Western journalists, there's these two Russians with a bottle of vodka hanging on each other, and you can hear a little bit of Russian. That tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's so he's introduced to uh, uh, the journal the journo crew, and um, they all know that Potter left him with no contacts, and pretty much tell him he's uh, what, they, what they say in Australia, proper fucked. Uh, he, he lacks those NIU connections. He needs uh, he needs Eric Jones to show. He him needs the NIU town. mafia to help him out. Yeah, he's 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 there, and it and it and it's it's not a great year to not have connections. Um, it, it's yeah. It, there's no good year in Indonesia to not have connections. <laughs> right, right. Especially this is one of the worst. Yeah. That is very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, um, and then uh, uh, yeah, and then they 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 try to um, a lot of it a lot of it shot in sort of. And in, in sort of the, the there's a lot of night scenes. I think actually if we we've seen some Matt and I witnessed some pretty terrible like um, you know day as night kind of um, filming and and I, I was pretty impressed with how they tried to it, it looked it looked real enough the the sort of um, out in the in the crowd but lots of tight shots of uh, like winding through beggars and and poverty. Um, but uh, do you think this uh, is some of the stuff you know, they did, shot? Well, I guess theory one would be: is it shot there to so it's like less obvious it's um, not Indonesia, um, or like yeah, like would it be an order? Yeah, I mean, I think they probably shot it close up, partly because of that. But yeah, they shot it close up, but they they tried to find things that looked very Jakarta, like a a, a canal full of garbage, right? A, a canal with a mosque at the end, right? Like Bechak. They they and they and they and they import obviously clothing and your wayang and your like you know they 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 get um in, and as mike brought up in the credits you'll see like there's a lot of uh 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 filipino names in the in the extras list some indonesian but but really mostly uh, hispanic filipino yeah, names yeah right so um you know they they uh, you know, and, and and the thing of course about indonesia is that um uh, you know a country of 17,000 islands like indonesians are an incredible the most diverse people on the planet. And so they could look like many, many things. Um, so it's, it's, it's believable from a visual, like, uh, escape. Um, uh, but, um, yeah. But he, but guy, like after this disappointing introduction to the journalist, like walks out of the hotel 
and the bellhops, you know, hey, hey, take a taxi. It's dangerous out there. That red but, is so true. It's like a bellhop saying like, yeah. hey, dude, you don't, white person who's dumb, you don't know where yeah. you're going, like, be careful or yeah. you know, giving yeah. you like taxi parentally. Sir? Taxi sir? Yeah. And he just, he just brushes them off and t- steps outside, immediately takes off his jacket in the sweltering heat, and then uh, is literally stopped in his tracks by um, uh, like the disfigured poor urban masses coming out of the third world haze and gloom. It's, it's almost like the thriller video uh, with the monsters coming out, and uh, he just stops. And then you hear um, Billy Kwan's voiceover saying, most of us become children again when we enter the slums of Asia. And last night, I watched you walk back into childhood with all its opposite intensities, laughter and misery, the crazy and the grim, toy town and a city of fear. Um, and and it, I, it, it's, 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 it's over the top. And I think these are really good dramatic scenes. And it does, it does this exposition. And it all, you also get this creepiness of, wait, who is this Billy Kwan who's, narrating this guy's experience who already told you is going into a dossier so it creates some sort of suspension there i i couldn't help and some and some of the soundtrack i guess i could look up like it, it it's very um sort of blade runner it has some like some of that like it's vangelis yeah okay so yeah it's it, you can tell and um there there's some of the scenes are really also cut out of sort of 80s cloth like the like from like it's like the warriors or escape from new york like the you know like the Hey, what you doing around here? Like, you know, the, these kind of uh, um, street toughs um, that that they you're, you're sort of your stock dystopian uh, world uh, that that you see in a lot of um, kind of cult fiction. Yeah, but it, but this has a political tinge to it because yes. the guys who are hassling them have red headbands, and there's some PKI Indonesian Communist Party. Yeah, calling them capitalists, anti-capitalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call yeah. Them, they call them a capitalist and spit at them, which you know. What an insult. Yeah, you capitalists. And uh, B- Billy tells him, uh, oh, don't take it personally. You're a symbol of the West. And Guy quips back, I feel more like a spittoon. That's not bad. That's not bad writing. Uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um. And, then, and then for me, and this is really strong in the novel, but like as a kid, like one of the scenes that really hit me the most is is they, they Billy takes him on this little nighttime slum tour. And Billy goes into this rumination, like one of his like 26 existential crises in the film. And he starts talking about Luke 310, uh, what then shall we do? And starts talking about Tolstoy and, and get Tolstoy giving away all his money to the poor in one night. And, you know, what are we supposed to do in the face of this overwhelming poverty of what we then call the third world? Right. The, 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 the debate, like, you know, match on a fire. I can't. I can't do anything to alleviate. So, um, but Quan has a kind of a very, you know, being sort of present and stoic, like yeah. handle the suffering in front of you. Do the small things that was... to help those that are struggling in front of you. And uh, Mel is not at this point sort of swayed by that, but yeah, it's a, yeah. And then, an and then that, scene. that scene ends with Billy Quan's uh, voiceover. And he's, he's wondering if Guy Hamilton is the quote unmet friend. And I think that's a bit of a reference to like um, the what's the the hidden prince in the in Javanese mythology that will be revealed and well the joyo boyo yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I think there's a you start to see these increasingly overt references to um, the um, the Ramayana and the Mahabharata um, performances of in the Indonesian shadow plays but Hamilton he's got he's got his man 
Um, he's got his contacts, which is which is pretty great. And and uh, they form and they will go on to form an alliance where like you know you get the story, I'll get the pictures. So next day, cut to Jakarta traffic. Guys, first day, uh, we drive past the recreation of that Sukarno era statue, the Slamat Datang statue. They must have made a model and been dragging around the Philippines because it's in a whole bunch of scenes. And he goes to the presidential palace, which is evidently the, the ritual of every journalist. And uh, he's got his dark glasses on. Kumar's fixer says, take off your glasses. The palace guards want to look into your eyes and they can tell if you're an assassin. And he kind of laughs that off and he goes up and the palace guards stare at him. And like close in, zoom in, squint. Glasses. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then there's a little back and forth, eye to eye to eye. Yeah. It kind of looks like a Curb Your Enthusiasm when Larry Davis <laughs> looking into someone's <laughs> eyes, and then they realize, okay, he's no threat, and they let him in. Okay. And then guy goes into the garden where the journalists are standing around in 60 minutes of excruciating boredom, as uh, yes. Sukarno is up above in the terrace having breakfast and and holding forth to his inner circle. And um, you can hear him mumbling something about America and capitalists. And then uh, guys like, well, what's going on? He's like, well, we wait until uh, the Bunkarno, Bunkarno, uh, which means brother Carno. Like that's yeah. his, that's his like popular name. It's President Sukarno, and Bung means brother, or I think it's more like dude. And he goes by Bunkarno, so he's like he's man one of the people. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they say we wait until the Bung uh, calls us up, and then. Uh, we go for our interviews, and then um, all he gets called up, and they they all rush upstairs, and guys got no contacts, right? Right. He's like trying to. It's it's kind it's kind of a little. I mean, I I don't know how you do that, and not make it drag on forever. But he's sort of running like, can I talk to you? And then he one guy turning a door closing that he's trying to go into. So it's just sort of they're trying to highlight that yeah. he's shorthand that he's Door, doors are literally being closed yeah. in his face yeah, yeah, yeah eric's got no experience of what that's like in the city so but I, let me tell you <laughs> it, it hit home here <laughs> yeah that can that can uh that could happen and um uh yeah the the, the, the and then the 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 radio report i, I don't <laughs> so he, 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 has, he has, like at the end of the day he's got to go and and uh Send the in the studio. Send this radio report to Sydney in transatlantic accent voice. Live from Jakarta, buddy. Yeah. And so he 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 signs off this report. Uh, in short, Jakarta is a city where the questions outnumber the answers. But one thing is certain: Sukarno's tightrope shuffle between the communist PKI and the right wing military is looking more precarious as the hours tick by. And uh, Sydney responds like, "Seriously, bro, that's it. Like, that's all you got. Could have got that, that from here, here. right? And, yeah. and <laughs> just from filmmaking standpoint, this is great. Like historical context, plot exposition. Like you understand yeah. more of like what's going on, and then you see that like our character is um, up the creek without a paddle, with no contacts in Jakarta. What what is he going to do? How is he? This is going to be the end of his career." And he, and he snaps at Kumar for calling him boss. And so you start to see this, <laughs> yeah. this plot tension between him and Kumar with uh, Mel Gibson being rude to Kumar right and left and Kumar just sort of stoically accepting it. But And, he, and Kumar, Kumar knowing you know, infinitely more about what's really happening in, in so many ways and like having to be sort of the... But but uh, second fiddle to the you know his the American journal or the the Western journalist he's, yeah, he's he's embedded with he's just his uh, his local staff is what is, is that a stringer 
Yeah, yeah, right, right. The stringer, yeah. yeah. And um, back at the office uh, now. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're they go back. Billy and then, Kawan and then, is there. Says you know you. Yeah, tell us about have Billy. Been really Eric Jones by your predecessor here, and you've got no contacts. You need some contacts, personal contacts. A lot of the Western journalists are kind of cut out of things, and you know I. I might be able to help you out with that kind of thing, that contact thing. Um, perhaps head of the PKI might interest you. Um, little interview. Yeah. Uh, if you can get it with, with ID, who's uh, the the a, head of the communist movement, a, a real historical figure. Yep. Head head of the Indonesian Communist Party, who uh, became the leader after a failed. Um, uh, military engagement with the army, and in the 1950s, I led the PKI away from armed resistance and towards um, what John Russo calls a parliamentary path to power. Yeah. And uh, they're completely focused on electioneering and building mass organizations, implementing some land reform, but poverty amelioration. Yeah, yeah sp- uh, supporting the arts, uh, feminist organizations, uh, all sorts of progressive causes. But one thing they're not doing is forming a uh, military branch. Uh, they, they have no no armed uh, component to, to speak of. Um, and um, that, I mean that that was a that was a very precarious path for the communists. The communists played an important role in helping oust the Japanese. Um, but by the time the Indonesian military by 1949 rolls around, the the, the Indonesian um, military has no patience for. The communists to be involved, and they, um, and and it's actually the U.S. Uh, worried that the the continued presence of the Dutch fighting Indonesians from forty five to forty nine, which by the way, the 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 Dutch uh, spent every dime of martial, every guilder of martial aid money that that was given to them, they pumped back into fighting four years after the war, the World War Two was over. Uh, with on a huge death tolls uh, on the Indonesian side, especially um, and getting their asses handed to them in their version of the Vietnam uh, War, and uh, but but U.S. pressure to take the, the your presence here to the Dutch are are encouraging communists, and so and the, the military is the Indonesian military is happy to wipe out communism on its own. So there there had been the the feints of that that. That military uh, mobilization among the communists was not a welcome um, path. Was it? It it's it seemed sensible to go the parliamentary route mm-hmm. because uh, they were they were um, there. Uh, one of the many pogroms uh, uh, again happens in uh, forty five forty nine uh, against the communists. So um, yeah, it it would make sense for that to be. And and so I I D D N I D D leads the party. Um, to being not the largest, but one of the largest uh, political parties in Indonesia. Um, the the last elections in the mid fifties, um, I think they come in third. And one of the largest communist parties well, in Asia. No, no. So, yep. Yeah, and and then the largest communist party in the world, outside of the People's Republic of China, or the Soviet Union. So it's a massive, massive, massive organization that is a legal party 
running for parliamentary elections and not engaged in uh, armed rebellion. And this, this is right. This is not the Philippines where you it's know, not. It's not, Viet, it's not the Viet Minh rebel attack. No, it's not the National Liberation Front. Public and open. This is um, this is closer to the French Communist Party in this time yeah. period. It's closer to Euro communism. Yeah, and so um, so so again, Billy is proving his his uh, his worth to to Hamilton. Gets gets him the interview, and um, that was kind of a funny scene. They're kind of running in Keystone's cops with the recorder and the camera. Um, yeah, and they're they're really bonding, and they they have this refrain uh, of. Um, I'll get the pictures, you do the words. And Billy several times says to Guy, I'll be your eyes. I'll be your eyes, yeah. Which is, again, another one of these really on-the-nose metaphors for he's teaching him how to see Indonesia. And yeah. then you have the, the metaphor of the shadow puppets and what are you really seeing and where should you be looking and how do you understand things. Um, and uh, I also come back in the, the end of the film. There's a bit, bit of an issue with uh, Guy's eyes uh, at the end of the film. But um, the, yeah, they score the interview. Uh, that the in the interview, at least, you know, according to the film, and uh, you should check the historical record on this. But according to the film, in the interview, Adit says that Sukarno is going to let the PKI formed an armed force, a fifth force. I find I find it impossible to believe that Adit would say that to uh, a journalist. A journal, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and I'm I'm a little embarrassed, but I I do I, I should. should double check that but that's that's not a, that. that's not a thing yeah that's not a thing there was a very 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 small like dozens of people training doing military training um out in the halim air force base where the generals will be killed but like it's literally dozens um but the yeah. we're talking the, michigan militia kind of shit. yeah yeah the, Im- the image is that uh or the the, the line in the movie is that sukarno is going to let let the PKI get arms from China and form a fifth force. And that, that will cause civil war should that happen. And then he gets, but, but he gets front page Hamilton, our, our man yes. in, in Asia gets, uh, gets, gets the scoop. And, um, and the other, the other journals yeah, in the Wang bar. That doesn't play well forever, with the others. Right? Yeah. They, they, uh, Wally says, or no, no, Pete Curtis says, here they are now, Sir Guy and the Black Dwarf. And Pete Curtis, like, tells them this story's bullshit and taunts Guy. And Guy snaps, and they almost get into a fight in the uh, in the Wang bar. And the bartender, Ali, is observing all of this. Yeah, they do, they do a good job of, like, um, very, like, kind of hidden force, another great uh, novel. Yeah. Like, you, you don't know who's whose allegiances are where, like I kept waiting for like that, the Chekhov's gun to go with that bartender. Like, you well, know, it does. Yeah, yeah. When, when Wally's got to go. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's so, the one uh, that, uh, offers to buy him a sex worker for the night. Right. No, that, well, that's, uh, Pete Curtis. Yeah. Um, the American is always making jokes about prostitutes. Okay. And, and uh, he has these, yeah, himself these kind of throughout the film these kind of run-ins i guess with them but um, yeah yeah and then he so also he, buys him he says he bought him like he's yours I, I bought him he's and i gave him to you he's yours this like little person 
Yeah, yeah, that's a scene that's that's, that's come out. Oh, that was, uh, yeah, that, that maybe, was Maybe awkward, that's yeah. the next scene, because to celebrate, Guy goes out with the journalists. Like, after after Pete and uh, Guy get into fisticuffs, Wally has them make up. And Wally is this larger Australian man uh, with a somewhat effeminate uh, sensibility who is sort of like the, the uncle figure of the journalists and gets them to make up. And they all go out to a cheap restaurant, and they're drinking, and... Um, the the totally forgettable character is showing him photos of his um uh, his his pictures of um, beautiful women in the slums. Ah uh, yes, right. Pete's just talking about boobs, and then yeah. um, cool. Pete starts talking about oh we can go to the cemetery. I'll take you to the cemetery tonight. Uh, and Pete says you know for a dollar you can stay the night. Uh, you know with the best prostitutes in Asia, and uh, guy. What you never heard about penicillin? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and B- Billy quips, starvation is a great aphrodisiac to Billy and uh, or to, to Pete. And Pete's like, keep it up, keep it up. Which is which is a great like, you know, you want to say like these these guys are predatory Westerners that come like you want to say like like that, the, 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 dis- the economic disparity, like you're not interesting, dude. It's it's like look into look into some of the <laughs> the inequities are part of part of what's happening here in the social landscape. So. If, if that doesn't give you the skeevies, then I don't know what will. Um, yeah, and so the 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 beggars they do a good job of kind of having the that um, you can't escape from the awkwardness of the some of the poverty, some of the disparities are kind of in your face, and so I thought it was it was okay. Yeah, the, yeah, and then the and then uh, Pete Curtis, the American, um, uh, pays for this dwarf beggar, uh, like street performer to come over and sing a song and dance for a guy. And, and it's, he, he essentially buys him for him for the night. And yeah. it's just this really awful, uncomfortable situation with this, like, um, yeah. physically disabled, um, dwarf street. Poor, performer. Yeah, it's yeah. very embarrassing for Billy who also has, has dwarfism. Yeah. And, um, it's just this really awful moment. And <laughs> cut to the next scene. Back at Billy's house. Yeah. Now. Then, um, yeah. Yeah. And they talk Billy, they're Billy talking lives. about uh spirits and the spiritual connections on Java and I think it's kind of a heart to heart to a degree, maybe a brief one, but um uh I think it is there uh about how Mel doesn't see Billy as a dwarf. Um and and Yeah, that was actually an interesting scene of like that 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 was kind of heartfelt like, you know, that that not being having that overshadow every interaction that, Oh, you're a, you're a, you know, you're a dwarf, you're a little person, but like that, 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 that you're a human being that I, that I yeah. don't really care. Um, and, um, the, 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 some of the, uh, you know, I mean, Mike and I hear this a lot in the, you know, the kind of like you know, the, the, the spirits are particularly like the, the, some of the, some of the Orientalism that happens with that, you know, that is that, java is somehow more mystical than other places for mm-hmm. for some reason like and um you know i guess that that's that that is a, a, a takeaway cliche that um that happens and i guess it, it seemed true to how those people would talk about it so i i didn't i didn't yeah. hate it in that that's really i i hear the same thing oh, i hear the same yeah. thing all the time here in bali and in various parts of Indonesia. yeah yeah, yeah. and um 
And there's also Billy's living in um, in a wooden house, like in in a kampung, like in a sort of uh, a, a village in Greater Jakarta. But with aircon. Yeah, yeah, but he, but he's got air condition, which is easier on the film, but also on him. But uh, his house is full of photographs and um, shadow puppets and files. And uh, um, when Guy first sees the shadow puppets, he becomes captivated with them. And Billy starts to explain the way on uh, to him about it's just balancing the forces of left and right in the world. And uh, gives us the the great cliche of Sukarno as the puppet master. Um, the uh, what, what was it? Wayong, um, what's the name for the puppet master? Oh, the da- the Dalang. Da- the Dalang. The Dalang. Yeah. The, uh, the the puppet master balancing left and right. Um, um, right. There's no good guy and bad guy in yeah. like you know like the, these characters are. Um, and and you know the, I mean there is some uh, there is a more nuanced. Um, I mean, some of the, some of that is true, and 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 you know, Ducarno was a puppet master. I mean, he was yeah. he was playing he was playing that hardcore, um, and 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 some and and knowingly as well. Yeah, internally uh, and but, geopolitically. Um, yeah, 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 right. But and then the scene all with the shadow puppets also resonates with the development of these two characters, because um, uh, Billy starts talking about the the scene from. Um, the uh, the Mahabharata where Arjuna is in his chariot, he's about to go to war, and Krishna, his charioteer, turns around and explains the universe to him as as one does. And this is actually the Bhagavad Gita, which is embedded in the Mahabharata. And um, um, then uh, Billy introduces um, the characters of Srikandi, you know, the beautiful woman, uh, and also Samar. Which is uh, the, the Javanese uh, character added into the um, yeah. the Mahabharata, and this That's is the the dwarf yeah. the dwarf character is this powerful magical dwarf who serves um, who serves uh, serves Arjuna, right? And um, and the, so the metaphor there again, right on the nose is um, here's the dwarf serving the hero prince. Yeah, and. Um... So they they play they they play some of that and that is uh, you know it's interesting I got a, a, a colleague shout out to um, Raging Wong who who works on sort of uh, traditional um, Wayang and other things as they're as they're losing uh, ground to you know TikTok or whatever on in terms of you know youth culture in 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 Indonesia and so. It's a, it's a, this this is a world that's also vanishing um, somewhat, especially as a increasingly urbanized, um, you know, orang Batawi, that they they're they're not um, they're not as steeped in this world as uh, as as sort of central Java they would be, but um, then uh, then we're introduced to uh, to Sigourney Weaver, Jilly, yeah, um, she's she is Little just such party. an incredible actress. Ugh. Like like I just see her like if I had to alien to like the, just she's she's such a great like I would see her in every Ghostbusters yeah, yeah. or even Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters part two. Yeah. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, but she's uh, um, yeah she's she's with the British British military attaché. She's like an a an, an assistant or a, an aide to, yeah, to the British yeah, right. military attaché. The, the colonel. And we we go we go to the pool. Yeah, he hates ice very so much. What? Yeah, yeah, Americans. Yeah, he, the colonel orders for gin tonics, 
And when they come, uh, the, uh, they're served with ice. And he says, what is this? And the waiter says, gin tonic. And he says, no, this is gin tonic and ice. And he says, waiter says, gin tonic always have ice. He said, no, Americans drink it with ice. You know, British drink a gin tonic. Good God. There was a pretty, there was a pretty great scene that I rec- I, I identify with because I've like, put my foot in my mouth in terms of like, do you remember that, you know, he's like saying like, he's like, so some dipshit was like playing the uh, bagpipes during the, during the, the attack on the, the PKI attack, yeah, the, the, British the, attack, the, the embassy. And, and he's like, you know, I was that dipshit or, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was good for morale. That was pretty good. Um, but we, we find it we got a, we've got a ticking clock, so that's part of the tension set up in the movie that 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 um, Joey is is due to go back to London in a couple weeks. And, yeah, right. Couple yeah, weeks. she's yeah, about to, soon. and and she's with the colonel. Yeah, and and they don't. She and Guy are a little flirtatious, but it's not yeah. an immediate uh, immediate. Thing. And the colonel is like twenty years or more older than her. Right or or stuff to say, guys could look that age. <laughs> yeah, she's probably thirty, and he's he's got to be fifty or more. Fifties or sixties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's sort. I mean, I don't know. It, it's a little more like fatherly, but he's, yes. he seems protective yeah, yeah. of her. And 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 Mel Gibson even says like, "Oh, I like he reminds me of my dad." <laughs> Later, they're like just another yeah. kind of dig. Yeah. Um, at his age. Yeah. And he's and a, then, uh, not a very the good colonel. Swimmer. The colonel. Yeah, the colonel <laughs> challenges guy to a race. And Which is pretty ballsy of the colonel, swim. like swim a young right Australian, now, you and me. Yeah, <laughs> go strip down, and then guy clearly lets him win the race. Right, yeah. so he's got some emotional intelligence, obviously. Like, yeah. all right, or some political savvy, like. Which is good for an Australian. Yeah, um, going to alienate the entire British Commonwealth audience. Really <laughs> start airing my views on the Kiwis. <laughs> yeah, right. Leave them alone, uh, Canadians. Um, and, uh, and then, and then, and then they, they open up and I wonder, does, does the book do, I can see more room for this. Like, you know, Billy is a complicated character. There's kind of this, uh, um, I'll say perverse fascination with, with other people and the files and like the, following them and kind of being yeah. a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, like, that, that's played up in the book a bit more. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit more. And the files are really important. And we're not clear. Like, you know, we know Billy's keeping files, but, like, who's he keeping files yeah. for? Yeah. Um, it's how, you know, he scored a guy in an interview with the head of the Indonesian Communist Party. So who, we, we as the audience don't know. I mean, my problem is, like, seriously, I've seen this film over two dozen times, maybe three dozen times. So I know, but I was trying to put myself back in uh, the perspective of a first-time viewer, and you don't know who this guy is. Like he could, he could be a communist agent. Yeah, uh, very, he's 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 unfair. he's fascinated. He's smitten with Sukarno. Um, oh yeah, he, he, he that, yeah. in that the scene in the house, he admits that um, yeah. he thinks Sukarno's a genius. They think he's a god. Yeah, a um, god. sometimes he dresses up like Sukarno. Yeah, uh, uh, like cosplay. <laughs> um, so he's a, he's a big fan, top fan. Top Sukarno fan, uh, big on big on the bung. <laughs> the uh, the the we were introduced to another, and I, and I always cringe at these kind of Tiger oh my Lily. God, this is like, so bad. Uh, you know the, the, the office, office girl. girls named Tiger Lily. Which yeah. I, have you ever met no, anybody in Indonesia no, with the name Tiger Lily? I don't think that's a thing. I think that's like a, <laughs> all ever like. Yeah, no, uh, never, never once in it's history. Such like a Shanghai cliche or some weird yeah. like yeah. Um, no, and yeah, and you know she's got a flower in her ear, and like it's very like 
um, Siren, kind of there, yeah. uh, and uh, we will find out later. Tiger Lily is yeah. uh, more, is, more, is, more, is a ranking yeah. communist party member, um, but uh, uh, we learn some of the tensions that are that are real um, in Indonesia with uh, uh, the military shaking down. Uh, uh, for Kumar's dad job, that the military op- operates more like soprano kind of protection racket uh, in uh, in in Indonesia, and um, so you know he's got he's got to pay pay some protection money and yeah. he doesn't have it. And g- guy yeah. slaps a big wad of rupiah on the table and says, "Here, take it." And Kumar declines, and guy says, "Don't be stupid, Kumar. Keep the dough." And while he's being generous, his like gruff Australian attitude just just you know does uh, emotional damage as the kids say to uh to Kumar you can just see it on his face and Tiger Lily nods at him like just just take the money just take the yeah. money and then the door bursts open and it's Billy Kwan American Embassy PKI so the team mobilizes uh guy yells at Hartono uh, to drive I felt sorry for Hartono like basically you're you're putting me in front of all of this the worst, you know, most dangerous things. I have to like for Hartono. Yeah, yeah he's, he's yeah, gives this comic relief. Me, I driving, <laughs> like, yeah, it's 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 a pretty bad caricature, but um, yeah, and then the, but I I I I the scene of the the PKI rally, I thought it was a pretty solid recreation from some footage I've seen. I was gonna say the exact same thing. It was really it was really a great one of the bad bad better kind of like the the sense of like um, the. Uh, it was chaotic but controlled. Yeah, there's um, a couple different things going on. You've yeah. got, um, uh, like, party cadre activists marching in formation. You have women who are probably Gerwani, the women's organization, which was not part of the PKI. It was uh, PKI-affiliated, but not part of the PKI. And also, at that time, the world's largest feminist organization uh, very progressive, also very critical of Sukarno for polygamy, um, and they're very they're part of the whole Garwani um, deal was that they were very dignified, very halus, very modest in their attire, and very controlled. And I think are they singing Indonesia Raya? They're they singing- are, and because they, they switch to like there's and there's kind of like young youth youth scout sort of youth movement and. Like, yeah. And Boy Scout, like scouting movement, is yeah, big in Indonesia. Yeah, like yeah. you see those kinds. So it it does a good job, but there's a there's there's overlapping kinds of uh, um, group groups in the demonstration. Right, right, yeah. right. Who who have who have common cause to not be excited about American groups. Which was which was I think just the reality true. of yeah. of um, this period of guided democracy. You have these mass organizations. Um, uh, they've got some different agendas, but uh, these alliances work together and. When it when it comes when the killing starts, many the people are killed because they're allegedly PKI. But there's hundreds of thousands of people who are killed who are not PKI members, but they were part of a peasants union or part of Girwani. Right. Or they, not they, they accepted PKI. food aid. From, yeah, yeah, but they were school part of these mass groups yeah. or Lekra, the artist organization. Um, uh, but then, but then an element of this demonstration are the young toughs. These like borderline preman, like thuggish guys, who get rocks, uh, a couple trucks of yeah. rocks poured out, and they start hucking rocks at the uh, the U.S. embassy. Yeah, the poor guards and the yeah. like behind the gates are like. Yeah, is yeah. there I, a so I, documented I actually, uh, rock attack on the U.S. embassy in Indonesia? Um, in, 
they, 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 they did. Yes, they were. They yeah. did. Um, so yeah. when uh, in a earlier phase of my career um, during the global war on terrorism, you throw rocks at embassies. Uh, yeah, I used to throw rocks at embassies. Um, <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, no, actually, that was Bank of America during anti-apartheid uh, <laughs> stuff in the eighties. But uh, I digress. Um, no, uh, I worked for during the global war on terror. I worked for their, uh, the the the. the um, Defense Department. I was teaching at the uh, U.S. Navy Postgraduate School, a Southeast Asia class, and a big chunk of my uh, students, it was a master's program, uh, were Marine Corps officers who were going to be stationed doing security at embassies in Southeast Asia. Oh, wow. And so yeah. I showed them these scenes and they had um, they had notes. They said that's not the way to, uh, that's not the way to respond to such a situation. So they uh, and I said, well, how about in 1965? And they said, no, that's not what the embassy guards would have done. So uh, that okay, Peter Weir, you failed the test there. So yeah, um, I yeah, know they, in they, they, Cambodia, April 26, 1965. There's the U.S. embassy is pelted with rocks in Phnom Penh and. Within a week, CNUC breaks uh, diplomatic relations with the United States um, yeah. for a number of reasons. If you want to get into them, um, maybe check out Khmer Nationalists, um, Sunyuk Tan, the CIA, and the uh, Transformation of Cambodia. Um, the new book by, um, what's that guy's name? Matthew Yeagle, Um for more on that. But <laughs> that is. He's so hot the similarities, because it's still the same dangerous year. I keep hearing about this da- this year that's quite dangerous, 1965. Everybody's talking about it. And it's the same year. It's it's a couple months prior, uh, but it is a big rock. You know, it's 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 not led by uh, communist insurgency in, in Cambodia, but um, the the method is is the same. So I thought that was an interesting so, connection. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're we're seeing we're seeing we're seeing uh, like a real confrontation. Between these two, these two worldviews, communism, capitalism is the the there's some, like huge inflection points um, in that will that will only escalate through the later second half of the sixties, especially. Yeah, and then just getting back to the film, um, in the car, Kumar gives these vaguely oh, pro PKI the statements. Okay. You know, he says, you know. Uh, as they go past the, the more disciplined section of the demonstration, you know, uh, in regards to the PKI, at least they will give us good discipline. And Billy snaps, Stalin had good discipline. He wiped out 10 million. And so it's like, huh, okay. Well, so maybe Billy isn't. Maybe yeah, Billy yeah. isn't PKI, but Kumar is starting to at least be, you know, PKI curious. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> that Billy is a Sukarnoist, you know. I mean, yeah. Sukarno wasn't PKI, but there were there were like you know there were. So that's I think maybe that's what the ultimate the the, the shots are great in the from inside the car they they drive right in the middle of the parade. Yeah, that car gets which, fucked up. Which also seems it's this it's this gorgeous <laughs> yes uh, uh, early sixties. This thing didn't make much sedan. sense to me. Yeah. yeah, they get, they get slammed okay. by a, a truck. Oh, we're surrounded. Everybody out of the car. Out of the car now. Oh, shit. Uh, well, back in the car. Everybody get right. back in the car. Like, you know. <laughs> well, well they're, they're trying to get the shot, and, and Guy holds up Billy, because Billy's a dwarf in a crowd, right? And he's holding him up, filming, and the PPI yeah. guys are trying to oh, stop God, him. Yeah. And then um, uh, they get back into the car, and Hamilton uh, then tries to fight with the mob, and machetes are wielded. And as Guy gets in the car, his leg gets chopped with a machete. Machete-foo, as uh, Joe Bob Briggs used to wah, say. Wah, wah, wah. 
And there, there's like it's like that that scene, and there's another later one where the the Indian military is shooting at him and Sigourney. Where they're like they're like ha, ah, they're like laughing like it's like Dukes of Hazard kind of like getaway <laughs> like chuckle. I'm just like yeah. you just got your leg hit by a machete. Like it's a weird. I did. I, I thought like yeah, that was a little more too Hollywood. Like oh, that was a close call. Ha ha ha. Well, you're not, um, you're, you're not Australian. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, that. yeah. I guess I guess not. Like uh, they, they call that a Tuesday. Down I feel like, I feel like I feel like Wyoming has similar danger, uh, but I don't think I'd be a little. Um, but uh, I, the audio isn't good, but I don't know if you caught it. But when the, the guy pulls out the machete, uh, Guy Hamilton says, ah, that's not a knife, mate. This is a knife. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's down. That's a deep, deep, <laughs> deep cut into Australian cinema there, mates. Fair dinkum. The, uh, um, and, and then we're back to Billy's, right? Where they're getting yeah. ma- uh, little bandage job, up and- fixing Mel up. He's going to fix him better than ever. Good as new. And uh, hey. What about that Jill chick? Pretty, pretty nice, Jillian? right? You down with that? And uh, it turns yeah, out that Billy, what, proposed to her at one point um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. previously that yeah. she uh, shot down. Turned but, him down. Uh, so, so, it, so it seems Billy yeah. is, is quite the attachment to her as well. Yeah, man, and but he's definitely nudging them together. And you yeah, start, it's an interesting... It's an interesting, maybe, like, kind yeah. Of dynamic maybe this relationship. is the, maybe this is the puppet master. Like, right? Billy can't be with her, but he could try to control who is yeah. and uh, manage that. And then, um, oh, a little, a little creepy. Um, uh, Mel sees these, all these files. This <laughs> is a South Park Silly episode has. when, like, uh, Jimmy was on a date with a girl, but he didn't know how to talk to her. And Cartman like talked through an earpiece, told him what to say and everything. It's like, <laughs> and I think it's a Seinfeld Ser- episode. Ser- Sereno de Bergerac like, is the reference you're looking for. <laughs> we combine our powers together. We're the equivalent of one actual man, you know, like. Um... <laughs> right, Billy and Mel. Yeah, yeah, right. Can get Sigourney. Yeah. Master Blaster. So um, they. Uh... Yeah, find the files. Guy freaks out. Billy says, dude, you just got to trust me. And Guy's like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and then yeah, we got seemed a little easy. More, but... yeah, more existential ruminations from Billy as he, he works at his files and uh, shots of the Kampung and the um, Sukarno portraits looking down over the squalor. There's a shot with a mosque looming over a fetid canal and... Uh, Billy's uh, entering into the uh, the slum, the kampung, and bringing rice to a young mother and toys to her her sick child, who um, is very sick. And he gives her money and says, "Doctor, doctor." And then, then more of the refrain: "What then must we do?" And he just and we'll we'll find out. We'll find out they have there. There's a there's a um, a special relationship. Um, that, that he feel or feels, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, there's an affection. I don't know to what degree it, it goes to, but, but he's sort of attached and Billy's attached himself to the fate of this child and mother. And, um, and it makes the, uh, I think later, um, later actions pretty more believable in terms of, you know, as he snaps and, and takes sort of, uh, makes decisions that will end, end his life. Um, and then, and then we're, uh, 
is is it the is it the uh, the the announcement of the uh, the curfew that they have to go back to no, to, no, to Wally's? No, no, no. Then, the then, then, then that's that that's that, later. that yeah. cuts to champagne corks popping in the Wayang Bar, and Wally announces that he has taken a bungalow, and yes. um, this induces much merriment, and there's a drunken pedicab race. Uh, and then a wild party at Wally's new bungalow. Billy shows up dressed as Sukarno, and Billy starts them singing uh, the fantastic song, Anglo-Saxons are better in the tropics. Anglo-Saxons are better in the tropics. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis plays. Curtis tries to get laid. Uh, at one point, Billy walks out of this wild party and sees Wally sitting on his veranda, caressing his um his houseboy his pembantu his servant haji yeah yeah and clearly something's going on there and billy notes and slips away and then colonel uh the colonel... there's a, there's a bit of there's a bit of gay panic sort of yeah. era yeah. like um as as there would have been at the time for as, sure. like, as yeah. there is today yeah, in indonesia exactly. and yeah. florida yeah um and then the colonel uh Gives a guy shit about his report on the Lombok famine, saying it's too melodramatic. Um, do you, but that Lombok famine that that was that is historically accurate, and I think that is due to the eruption of Mount Agung in Bali. Well, well, I mean, dub, dub, and with double the, the sort of bad economic sort of planning, and you know, you, it's well, a you yeah. d- double effect here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah bad economic planning, but that was starving. Uh, yeah, I think that was the it was a natural disaster, and then um, yeah. Uh, Sukarno's poor policies and um, Mel Gibson and Sigourney Weaver have some sort of a weird flirtatious fight, but little little tension. It's just, just kind of I don't know. It's un- unclear. Yeah, it's very it's very red dust um, uh, <laughs> fight fight flirt um, fight flirt. Uh, and. <laughs> More more flirting at, at the office with between Jill and Billy. Um, no, no. no uh, or sorry, Jill, Jill looking and for sorry, Jill and Jill and Mel. Sorry, Jill shows up at the office looking for Billy, who's not there. Um, and yeah, and Mel's like, "Well, I have several important things I need to do, but I will skip them and instead go with you to look for Billy." Yeah, it's a great, it's a great desperate guy, desperate dude that we've already probably certainly been or seen. Um, like, like that, you know, uh, that, that, that red, that rain pretty true. Like, like everyone else, all the, all the Indonesians in the office are like, kind of like, dude, that's Damn pathetic. On, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Lily's rolling her eyes. Kumar is reminding him all the things he has to do. He, yeah. He, he has Priyo. to get to Priyanka at <laughs> yeah. three o'clock. Um, but they go to Billy's house where children in the, in the, in the yard swarm to touch her white skin. And uh, that's all very delightful for them. And they he, they talk about Philippe, Jill's ex-lover, and uh, note that he's gone to Saigon. And that's a, a theme throughout the film that, like, these journalists, yeah, they're covering something here in Jakarta, but the real story is up to the north. Um, mm-hmm. Right, that's where, where, they really, where the action is, yeah, right? Well, where this podcast should be, but uh, not this week, <laughs> listeners. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and then we also see that that so these are they know about this lover because I guess Billy's had some creeping photos of those two as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, 
and then um, and then there's more of the more of the spying as as uh, Mel and Sigourney are yeah. are are out in the we're sort North Dakota coast. Yeah, um, detention, yeah. Um, get caught in a rainstorm, and boy, is the magic on between them. And uh, <laughs> yeah. they're drinking they're flirting and, and flirting in front of the colonel. It's gonna yeah. happen. She he takes her back to. Um, I did the ten second scroll through like. Let's get through this. Like, all right. <laughs> um, and uh, he asks her out, and she says, "Nope, I'm leaving in two weeks. Let's not complicate things." Right. And he's, bummed. yeah, which makes sense. Uh, he's bummed. Yeah, yeah. And then it cuts to Billy in the dark room, developing photos of them. So yeah. He's been spying on them and uh, taking yeah from photos. that day. And hey, right. Maybe maybe he set this whole thing up. Maybe he told Jill to meet him there and wasn't there. So who's the real puppet master? Yeah, exactly. Um, good old Billy. Yeah, and uh, and then um, the embassy reception. Is that yeah, what it is? yeah. Guy, guy keeps trying to call her. She won't take his calls. So guy goes to the embassy reception, gets there at the last minute, just uh, moves on her. Oh yeah, um, with with a Trump-like ferocity, he grabs her by um, no no uh, he he ushers her outside and uh, throws a presidential apart. grabbing. Yeah, yeah, and um, and she she spurns, but then but then yes, yeah, no, I'm not coming with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, and so he leaves the party, just dejected, and then she appears in the parking lot and gets in the car, and then oh man, I've got goosebumps. Cue the Vangelis song. <laughs> and it's it's on, and this is Mel Gibson at his best, young, thin, good-looking Mel, driving a car in a tuxedo, yeah. smoking a cigarette, as Sigourney Weaver is all over him, and he's bad eighty synth music playing curfew. in the background. Oh, it's just yeah. perfect. It's it is fantastic. They're a it's beautiful fantastic. couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's what's, a there's a roadblock. The perfect. And that would be what that would be. There's a uh, a roadblock of soldiers and flaming barrels, and they look at each other and nod and drive right through it, sending flames everywhere. And the soldiers open fire, yeah, like machine guns. guys with machine guns. And, and they're like laughing, like ha ha, like uh, yeah. I was, yeah, again, I was like, all right, oh, we almost they, died. Uh, That's she, funny. Yeah, she <laughs> says, uh, you know, not 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 the hotel in Indonesia. And they know Billy's out of town, so they go to. Uh, and we place. should say the colonel has seen them drive away. The yeah. Colonel's not happy. Not yeah. happy. And uh, so they, they go to they go to the Billy's house and um, his stabbing cabin. And uh, as they're in there, um, did you say uh, stabbing cabin? In coitus. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think that was me. I think that was Eric. Um, <laughs> Take credit. Uh, <laughs> um, and as as they're in there, I did everything um, right, and they indicted uh, me doing it, uh, making love. Um, Billy is caressing the car, and the bullet st- sticks his finger into the bullet holes, and so the the car actually got shot up. I mean, this car, man, yeah, it's just going through the works. Um, and then and then sort of all the of course, you know, it's a small, it's a, that's a small world, like sort of whiteness in in. In 1965, Jakarta. So they all know those two were seen together. So they're razzing back at the Wayang Bar. 
the journos are. Yeah, well, well first, uh, Jilly has to show up for work at the embassy and, and does the. Oh walk, right, the walk has to do shame. the walk of shame. Walk of it's, shame. Yeah. And boy, the colonel is not happy. Uh, um, and, uh, and we have yeah, some then, then, Billy then it's, soliloquy about Jill, like kind of in the background, right? During that scene. Yeah, he re- he reads your file on Jill and oh, it's from the file. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's from yeah. the file. Yeah, uh, sort of ruf- ruminating on her personality. Yeah, and she needs love. If not, she'll become bitter and pretty. Like, right, Billy's voice will show up as narrator many times in the film, kind of providing the exposition yeah. or the mystical then, overlay. Then they're they're in a relationship. Yeah, he's he's trying to fix the car at Billy's in front of the villagers and doing his best to convince her to stay in Jakarta. And then it cuts to uh, Jill late at night working in the embassy. Yeah, and then, uh, uh, you know, because she sees the, 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 the assistant or the attache or the, to the military. Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> she, but she, so she sees this, this coded communique come in, um, uh, cable, and, uh, and we don't see right away what it is, but she can read on her face that something is up, and uh, she is, she knows that, uh, given what this cable says, that everything's going to be different. And uh, if this is true, she knows she's she wandering around in the rain. 80s synth music in the background. Yeah. 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 She does a gorgeous wander through the rain in Jakarta. Yeah. Um, and uh, she goes to his office, brings him out to the hall. And she's, she's going to tell him, him, but then she's just making out with him. Yeah. And then they go, they go and there's a, <laughs> A uh, little po- post-coitus bonding, a little pillow talk, and she spills the beans, says that a ship has left Shanghai with arms for the PKI, which um, I don't think is historically accurate. Yeah, is it, is that what the book says too? Is that it, yeah. it, 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 yeah. it? You know the the um and um. Well, in, in the book, the book. I mean, the book's got more, and um, the book's got a um, a hot uh, blonde KGB agent to complicate things. Oh wow! Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, really, really. The only the foreign arms in Indonesia were in '58 when the U.S. smuggled um, yeah, many weapons into, arms, into, yeah. into um, <laughs> to, to, in, in regional rebel trying to fulminate regional rebellion against the central government yeah. in Indonesia. F- funding funding Islamist <laughs> rebels. Um, yeah, what what could possibly go wrong there? Yeah. Q uh, Q uh, Rambo. Um, uh, so the um, you know the thing is they. Uh, um, the best guess is, you know, and I think I think the pretext for mass murder and and and, and many others that have that have uh, examined what what we know, even from sort of the sort of the oh, Ruth McVeigh white paper and uh, Bannerson, that uh, it seems that probably the best guess is that um, a group of a group of communists did preemptively um, uh, uh, try to try to um, take over. And uh, this is the only. It's, it's not Chinese land. It's not. Um, you know the the the. the Although, you know, I, I mean, we the, don't know. Well, is it is it Tomo Zhu, the uh, uh, Chinese national who's a scholar in in, in Singapore now? Yeah, she's she got that great book on um, the PKI in China. I mean, the, there were there was direct advice to ID. ID. Oh, there was Comintern activity for sure. Not, not Comintern. Yeah, Comintern. Comintern's all gone. But I mean, but I, well, I mean, I mean the international yeah. like uh, communication between yeah, yeah. Um, between Ma- Mao's, China. Mao's and... giving advice to Adit. Adit's going going up to Beijing. Sukarno had just been in Beijing. 
but so there's there's connections, but no guns. An arm shipment? No, yeah. I don't think so. So um, I, I guess it, it. What I thought unfortunate about I guess that telling is that like some of the the role to which it, it reminds me of like that. Um, uh, when when in Cambodian history, when you know if the well. You know, U.S. U.S. carpet bombing was the thing that you know um, led the Khmer Rouge to you know to open the path for them, and and it, and it did, and it helped. But the thing is, it takes again the focus out of Cambodian history. These are these are that certainly facilitated, but these are decisions that um, uh, Cambodians made. And same, but these are Indonesian. The story is less of a Chinese American story and a story about sort of the Indonesian. I guess. That's my beef. Is that it? Yeah. Right. It it it, it the, fo- the focus off of that, that's um, external external forces. That's fair. Causing that's where fair. where it seems like these are these are decisions bad and good. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. totally appropriate. But so anyway, so Jill spills the beans, and um, uh, he says, uh, or she says, "Hey, I'm not giving you a scoop. I'm trying to save your life. If the PKI take over, they'll slaughter every European in Jakarta." Which I don't really believe that. Um, and, yeah, that's overplayed. And Guy says, you know, nothing will keep the Muslims and communists apart now, not even Sukarno. And she tells him, hey, you can't use this. You can't use this. And he's like, I'll, I'll verify it with somebody else, but, you know, you shouldn't have told me. I'm a journalist. Yeah, I thought oh, it was a dick move. Oh, yeah. heartbreak, heartbreak. <laughs> Billy is very upset, reprimands him. Um and uh, I can't believe uh, he's betrayed Jill and says, uh, hey, you know, if you go poking into the story, the communists will kill you. Right, right. That um, Billy has managed this relationship, has managed the information, and now Mel's going rogue and it's going to ruin yeah. uh, everything. Betrayal. So Billy, you know, Betrayal. more existential crises for Billy as he works on his files. And uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's upset with this betrayal. Meanwhile, Guy is pumping people up in uh, Tanjung Priok, gets this Chinese merchant to give him information, gives him a big wad of cash, and the merchant, as he leaves, say, hey, I'm not PKI, but I could have been PKI. You right. need to be more careful. It seems wild that a journalist would be, do- I mean, I guess I could see it happening, but yeah, that, that is some, like, that's some living dangerously, like, um, just... And, and and also endangering people you're talking to. Yeah. You know, it's pretty, it's super, <laughs> like those people just being seen with you and you're asking about like, ugh, like just it's, felt. It's a bit much. Yeah. It's a bit much. And um, uh, I don't know. But, and then, and then in, inexplicably, we cut to Kumar. Inexplicably, and, we have uh, more bad co- Asian synth music. Air quote. Asian. You love the oh, 80s music, Matt. Oh, it's so good. It's great. Oh. But. It cuts to Kumar driving Guy up into the mountains. Uh, why they're up in the mountains, I don't know, because all the ports are on the coast where there's no mountains. But for some reason, Kumar's got him up in the mountains. It's really, shot really in, good um, shots in the southern Philippines. Amazing. Yeah, gorgeous rice field terraces, yeah. and they arrive at an old Dutch villa in the mountains. Guy wants to keep. Maybe going. it's supposed to be like Bogor or something. There's yeah, supposed, supposed to be, to be like Bogor. It. Yeah. Guy wants to keep going. Kumar says no. Let's rest and have a swim. And there's a beautiful girl 
standing there in a swimsuit in the middle of the day, which uh, doesn't really ring true with my experience of rural Java. Um, <laughs> no. And Kumar says, oh, this is Tiger Lily's friend. Um, and this is an old Dutch villa that we use. So they go and they get a drink by the pool. Um, they're, they're sitting there in their sarongs, relaxing. And Kumar uh, says, The pool looks a lot like Java your pool, Jones. Now. Nice and clean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's full of... Go- the pool, pool's full of leaves and says, You're an old Java now, boss. You know, relax. You're supposed to be taking care of that, Matt. The, 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 the thing that I was, I was thinking, to put myself in like a first-time viewer kind of mindset, like... I, I thought like um, they could have done more with the tension of like maybe this is where Kumar is going to kill him out like or at least they they've done more with the audience thinking like they're going to be or or we're going to have the a crossroads here yeah um, and and you can certainly read into that and there's yeah. some signs that that might be but like yeah. I thought they could have that 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 scene would have paid off more as I recall I mean um, it's been literally decades since book, I read maybe the book. yeah I think that's uh, expanded more in the book and. And Guy watches as Tiger Lily's friend dives into the pool and swims in this, like, green pool. And then it cuts to him sleeping and taking a siesta, in a very sweaty siesta. And he has this nightmare about swimming in the pool with Tiger Lily's friend. And she tries to drown him. Yeah. And he wakes up in a a pool of sweat. Does he have dengue? Yeah, or something. Like, yeah, yeah, there's a very, uh, I, 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 the, 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 yeah, if you've, if you've, if you spent if you spent time in a without and also without a fan and without like oh. yeah yeah it, it can be pretty sweaty um, yeah. um yes not yeah. the not the greatest and then um, so he then he joins Kumar out on the terrace and Kumar is sitting there having a cigarette and a and a beer amazing overlook another great shot yeah it's gorgeous and guy asks him straight up hey Kumar are you PKI and. Uh, Kumar sort of dodges the question, but it's clear yeah. that he is. And he asks Kumar, you know, are you going to be part of the kill? Are you part of the killing when the killing starts? And it just guys just assuming that the PKI is, is violent, like the Khmer Rouge in this narrative. Yeah, that's a right, that's a what if we'll never know because they had sought the parliamentary path. The, the anger was towards foreign intervention in, um, you know, in the foreign capitalists in Indonesia and, from the PKI side. So, yeah. and there, there have been localized PK actions against landlords and against plantations, but like more, more like people demanding the, the on the books land reform law be implemented, and a small little riot accountability, yeah, not not an armed rebellion, right? So, yeah, and they've got they've got no armed force force there is no fifth force that's that's just not there and and um kumar uh, says hey you got to stop looking into the ship thing um you know you, you're going to get killed and he sa- he says look i'm i'm in i'm unimportant to the pki tiger lily is much more highly ranked than me and um says there's a death list uh pki death list and you're on death it list and your name's on it yeah. buddy and um yeah, so that that's that that's a, that scene where you can see like we're we're definitely coming to a to to a to a head here, um, and then uh, we we find that uh, that his in the hotel or back yeah, in the hotel Indonesia guys back in the hotel yeah. Indonesia being sad yeah but there's um, noise from next door yeah the yeah. sound of good old good old Pete Curtis Pete Curtis and American rock and roll headed to Saigon if there's lots of like. I think I'm thinking like, where are these sound systems coming from? You know, they got like a turntable, and then like, what's the like? You know, like, they seem to uh, have uh, 
you know, a Bluetooth speaker with them at all times, pumping in. <laughs> and he's he's got present. the best of Fats Domino on his yeah. Uh, playlist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's playing Tutti Fruit. Oh, they. Yeah. Anyway, they. they he's he's got, he got transferred to Saigon. So, Guy and Pete go out drinking. They're drinking Johnny Walker Red in a restaurant, and um, Tutti Fruity comes on the radio, and they uh, get the local girls to start dancing with them. And the restaurant turns into it's a real, it's a real, yeah, it's a real uh, fracas there. Like it's a, it's a house party there. Yeah. Except for uh, the wait or the waiter, the owner tries to stop them. And then a soldier jumps up and pulls out a gun. Does he fire it? No, he doesn't fire it, but he pulls a gun on them and says, you know, no dancing, stop dancing and kicks them out of the restaurant. And they, before Mel grabs his bottle of booze with him, like throws money at everybody and grabs the Johnny Walker. (laughs) Uh, by the way, the, the girls in the restaurant, excellent um, uh, rockabilly attire. Um, yeah. They're dressed to kill beehive hair, um, just looking great. Um, then it shows them driving along. and uh, So why, why is the no dancing? Uh, is this a corruption of the, like, local girls type of thing? Like that this, they... is, this, is, this, is a, this is a Footloose um, prequel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, so uh, Sukarno spoke out against uh, rock and roll, against the Beatles, and um, and so forth. Um, that was that was deemed decadent. Yeah, this is less Islamic, more like sort of weird, just weird being, nationalism. Like, just stop being predatory white guys in our bar or a restaurant. Like, it's a yeah. family restaurant, and you guys are wasted <laughs> and like turning up the music and dancing with girls in this restaurant. Like, no. Yeah, it's basically basically Kuda with the Australians uh, <laughs> is what is what the scene is very uh, very much. Yeah. So then that the cuts to them smoking a joint and driving the driving the car up to the cemetery. And yeah, is this really disturbing scene where Pete's in Pete's in paradise because the girls swarm around. That's what the he's car. into, yeah, yeah, they're yelling me cheap, me cheap, pushing their boobs against the window and licking licking the windows. Yeah, Guy it swarmed out. like the the car was swarmed during the PKI rally earlier in the film. Like, yeah. like literally right. like yeah. surrounded, except it's not like, you know, there's boobs on the windows and so, you know, it's... yeah, that car is an uncredited actor in this movie. Yeah. Supporting actor. Um, so Curtis gets out of the car and stays the night and guy, sad guy goes over to the, 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 British embassy residents and uh, looking for looking, looking for Sigourney. Yeah, she's nope. Get out of Can here. Can Jill come out and play? No. <laughs> and and then she's not home. And right then now. Um, and then we go to even a more disturbing scene where um, you know Billy and this relationship that he has with this uh, local woman and her child. That then again more of sort of dirty dirty canal and mosque and and really heavy poverty. Um, in in Indonesia, which was very real then, especially, um, and the the child has has died, and they're doing sort of um, funeral ritual rites on it, um, and it's uh, uh, and it's a powerful it's a powerful scene. You imagine how how awful it is for everyone yeah, involved. There's a there's a Kiai uh, Muslim cleric, yeah, uh, performing the rituals. I, I don't know how accurate they are, uh, but it's it's a really depressing scene, and you can you can see. Um, uh, Billy's snapping, um, um, and he stands there staring at a, a big portrait of. That's a pretty of, great of homage. Carno, yeah. uh, over this uh, 
this filthy canal and, yeah. the, and the poor kampung. And um, then Billy sees uh, basically a food riot with um, children eating uh, dry rice off the ground and um, makes his way into the Wayang Bar where everybody's celebrating because it's Bulgarian Independence Day and maybe Sukarno <laughs> will give a statement. It's, it's all, uh, everybody's just sort of hanging out and Billy is just in a state. He's all worked up and he starts lecturing the journalists about poverty and then starts talking trash about Sukarno. Saying, yeah, Billy. Billy has like his hero his has fallen, and now yeah. he is both, um, both of them. Both yeah. of his heroes. Yeah, Did yeah. You catch that. Yes, yeah. Guy has betrayed him, and Sukarno yep. has betrayed him. So he starts ranting about Sukarno and saying, you know, Sukarno's just building monuments to his uh, his vanity and uh, giving empty speeches, and then he tells the people to eat rats, uh, which you know, I of course thought of. Um, the Great Hanoi Rat Hunt, um, but uh, not really relevant to anything here other than you should just rush out and buy a copy or uh, several. Um, you know, we just missed Flag Day, but... Um, Plugging books. Uh, oh, July, just Juneteenth. so pathetic. Always an event, yeah. Uh, on, a, on Amazon, plenty of stock, a Great Hanoi Rat Hunt. And um, Wally uh, jokes, makes a joke about Sukarno sleeping with his people and Billy snaps and outs Wally as uh, as being gay and using yeah. boys, right. and there's yeah. in and the Wally and the bartender Ali make eye contact, and um, Wally's like, "Yeah, I guess I'm gonna pack my bags. I'm out of here tomorrow." Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then and then we should re- really the 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 kind of crescendo in the in the film. Um, Billy is just. Uh, now kind of amok and um, uh, you know and then and, and, and Jakarta is sort of riots and graffiti yeah. and and I think this um, may have been shot in Australia because it looks a little different like the the concrete if they shot in sequence this would definitely be like the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, but there's like like a car burning by itself in the middle of nowhere and like no crowd around it like it like the, those scenes at the end have a have a different vibe. Yeah. Uh, but Billy goes on this big freak out, um, and uh, um, where does he go? He goes. Oh, and he's like, I you know, I, I, g- I gave her to you, and now I'm taking her back. He yeah, says to Mel, yeah. and uh, he, he, he says to Billy, weird... I cr- or uh, he says Billy says to Guy, I created you. Yeah. And um, so Billy is completely losing it. And then it cuts to Billy in his office, and uh, if you if you pause, you can see that the, the wall calendar says September thirtieth. Nice little touch. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Billy's looking at his poverty photos and typing. What then must we do? That line from Luke three ten, over and over again, sort what of. What uh, we do? Um, Jack Nicholson in The Shining style. Uh, and so, so for the for the for the new listener. Um, 30th September, October 1st, are the 1965 of these pivotal date in Indonesian history when the 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 coup and counter coup and a revolution in sort of and and the, the mass mass killings um, happen yeah. in Indonesia. Yeah. What's going to happen that night is after midnight. Um, uh, units, uh, military units affiliated with the PKI leadership, very yeah, loosely. Air Force but not PKI, but affiliated with them, kidnap um, the leading generals in the country. Um, maybe the plot was to kidnap them 
and then bargain with them, which had been uh, something that was done in Indonesian politics. You kidnap uh, your political enemy and then um, get your get your policy approved. Uh, and maybe accidentally, three of them got killed um, when they're being kidnapped. And then the rest are killed at the safe house that they're brought to other, at an Air Force base. And those, uh, so a handful of generals and a lieutenant and uh, one of the general's daughters are killed in the, um, actually a nephew too, I think, whenever it gets talked about. Um, they're, they're kidnapped and killed. And, um, uh, and there's other, other military units will seize the radio station. Yeah. And, uh, Issue a statement that they're in um, that they're doing this in support of Sukarno, but we don't we don't know this. We don't know that this is coming. Uh, but this is like when you see that September thirtieth in the calendar, yeah. something's in in motion. And so there's 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 real desperation in the air leading up to this date, where um, you know people are trying to read the tea leaves of that, that Sukarno has had some. There's some physical failings. There's some obviously some some organizational. And, and more confrontational. And so the, the forces are lining up, but maybe we need to be ready to make a move both on the left and on the right. And, you know, and, and uh, generals like Suharto, um have been talking to the United States and others saying like, hey, if there were a moment that where, where a transition to power uh, and you were to seize that, um, you would find us very amenable to said, and here are guns and weapons, radios, money, um, and, and kill this. Uh, so that is, um, the, 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 no one knows that it's going to happen then, but yeah. right. There's the tension, the tensions building tinderbox. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, um, cut back to hotel Indonesia and, and Billy Kwan now arrives at the reception of the hotel as everybody's in this party for Bulgarian independence day Yeah, and, uh, waiting for Sukarno to arrive and Billy, uh, takes a room on the seventh floor. And the hotel security or or secret service are following him, and then they're checking rooms. And Billy goes into the room and starts uh, starts to pull out this banner. Meanwhile, Guy and Jill see each other in the lobby reception. Uh, there's tension, but um, uh, Jill says, "Hey, you know, there's a two o'clock flight tomorrow. You should be on it." And um, um, Guy is like trying to apologize and. And says he'll, he'll he'll be on the plane, um, but um, Billy then unfurls as Sukarno's arriving. Billy unfurls this banner that says "Sukarno feed your people," and people in the street are appalled at this. The security yeah. agents freak out. They figure out what room it is. They run into the room, and um, Billy does uh, gets winds up like a deep purple roadie in the hotel <laughs> Indonesia. Um, and they, they, it's the defenestration it's of Kwan. Um, Billy gets thrown out the window. Um, I thought you were going to go we're referencing the Kwan a, dive. A, a Kwan dive. Yeah, there's a Kwan dive. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's a thing that didn't actually happen. I think you joke, sir. But, yeah. but it, we should say the deep, the deep purple cut is uh, Google that, folks. Uh, Indonesia plays famously deep purple plays Indonesia. and uh, December, people, December 6th or December 5th, 1975. People die. Um, uh, there's a riot at the performance. Yeah, at the performance, and then in, in terms of like the, the the money and the shystering that happens, uh, people are are offed as a result. Yeah, uh, one of the like there was like they deep purple didn't get paid, and one of the roadies um, got thrown down an empty elevator shaft in the hotel Indonesia. 
Yeah. Um, not not a safe place. Uh, that, that is why we are across the street, safely ensconced in the pulpit, uh, <laughs> who along with HBO are the uh, two of the sponsors of this podcast, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we get we get money from the Kempinski and the Pullman and that. Um, the uh, HBO, HBO. HBO. Um, but Sukarno, of course, you know, arrives and and this is all in vain. Uh, Bill, Billy D- Mel runs over and Billy dies in his arms. Um, and it's none of it is seen by Sukarno, and uh, it will all be brushed under the rug anyway. And um, and then. Uh, and then we're off to, which I thought was an interesting, you know, detail. Do you think like, okay, now these files, um, Billy's dead, but what's in those? And we need to get to those before the, who knows who yeah. can be exposed by those? Because he's got yeah. files on everyone. Yeah. Mel goes to, um, to Billy's so, house. Jill is already so, there. She's uh, yep. prepping and gathering some of those documents and files together. as She's departing the next day. And uh, yeah, it's, so uh, yeah, they, they they clean up. It, it, it was very uh, White House plumbersy, you know. Take care yeah, of the evidence. Yeah, it's actually, like, uh, it was like um, not quite as bumbling. Waking up uh, St. John and you know throwing <laughs> stuff off a bridge. <laughs> and um, there, our hero says he's going to be on that plane. I'm yeah, two o'clock, o'clock flight. flight with you, Jill. And he wakes up in a strangely quiet morning in Jakarta as uh, guys driving through uh, uh, the streets. And uh, he gets to the office. Hartono's listening to the the coup announcement. That so when the the generals have been kidnapped and um, they seize the radio station, and they're announcing the coup. And guy wants to go, uh, was going to the airport, but says no. You know we gotta we gotta go uh, drive me to uh, the presidential palace. Um, not a good move. Yeah, uh, that was I thought was like really that was hard to believe. Unbelievable. That, yeah. Yeah. That like he's gonna like you know, and then he's like, oh, I'm just gonna bluster my way, which I could believe somebody being that stupid, but not you're gonna go there anyway. He gets he gets predictably uh, pistol you know or whipped with the bottom uh, of a rifle. rifle 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 whipped. Yeah, yeah. Gets a rifle button in the side of the head. Detached retina. Um, yeah. And. Uh, uh, and then he's he's sort of down and out. Yeah. Um, Tono takes him back to Billy's. Why not the hotel in Indonesia? I don't know. But back bandaged to Billy's, up there. Yeah. The doctor comes, bandages him up, and uh, doctor says you can't walk for, for a, a week, week to ten, 10 days. days sir. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna lose your eye. But don't 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 uh, use those. You know, and remember, Billy Billy has said, "I'll be your eyes," and Billy has died last night, and now a guy can't see. Again, the metaphors. Are as subtle as Dutch cuisine. Well, here. I it's mean, just they, they just, just briefly because then he's going to take the bandages off and be able to see again. So yeah. So Mel has uh, two two bandaged eyes. Um, quoting from the film "Bad Men Come Home Soon," I think I must go home to family. I'm sorry, boss. Um, that is a uh, guy comes in. Uh, he is kind of in this sweaty delirious sort of you know mode obviously you know he's been clubbed in the head with the uh, butt of the rifle um and in his i guess it's kind of in his head uh he's sort of hearing this 
Yeah, he's hearing Billy Kwan. Right, right. From from Billy that, and Billy has been kind of our quasi narrator throughout the film, and so we kind of have one last uh, kind of uh, narration in in the film. All is clouded by desire, as fire by smoke, as a mirror by dust. Um. Yeah, it's it's an interesting an interesting film. Uh, an interesting scene in the in the film as the film is closing up here. Kumar comes into the room, uh, and Guy asks if he's been sent to kill him. Uh, Kumar says, uh, "We have failed. We've been overcome by the Muslim generals." Uh, what about Sukarno? Uh, he's finished. He's become a puppet of the right. I did everything right, and they indicted me. And and you, Kumar? I'm a dead man. I'm a dead man. Now this is is Kumar the one that wise. says uh, Westerners do not have the answers anymore. Is that is that him? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, well, I mean, Bill, Billy had said that, and, and Kumar agrees with it. But um, uh, timeline wise, this doesn't make sense because um, guy is going to make that two o'clock flight. So this did not all like they would not know what was up by noon. Uh, right of the day first yeah uh, you know that this timeline is is uh, a flight of fancy here but um in 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 real life though that the whatever whatever alleged leftist coup is it is 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 very quickly and almost immediately the the overcorrection from the yeah they i mean suharto who uh you know strangely enough wasn't on the list of generals to be kidnapped hmm and actually was like well rested and organized and ready to swing into action and like within within minutes of hearing about this hmm. interesting but su suharto uh uh is just happens to be in downtown he's at home in menteng and takes the special forces to the radio station seizes the radio station and then the next day marches on the um the air force base where uh somehow he knows that the coup had been run from um uh we we all we now know that that afternoon uh sukarno and idit uh fled jakarta sukarno up to the presidential palace in bogor and idit to central java maybe to bogor then central java oh so he but had a good is, reason is... to go try to get the interview then <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no the, yeah no, no, um <laughs> But anyway, the, um, so this timeline doesn't quite make sense. And um, um, yeah, Kumar says Billy was correct. The West doesn't have answers anymore. And Kumar ruminates on this old Javanese phrase, water for the moon, you know, something that you just can never have. And, you know, he he uh, says it's only one o'clock. And guy says, get me to the airport. Yeah, he snaps up. like, oh. Yeah, get me yeah. to the airport. Like, you, you can't get from downtown Jakarta. And he kind of unbinds his anyway, eyes, uh, takes the, blind, <laughs> the blindfolds off. Kumar says, there's roadblocks. We can't do it. And guy says, we, we've done it before. We can do it. And he rips the bandage off, and they go. And, and by we, he means he is a white person. We'll be able to get out. But Kumar is probably going to die in <laughs> in exposing himself. Yeah. Well, he kind of says, says like, to Kumar, you're hey, going to die anyway, so you might as well die, like, taking me to the airport. Like, Yeah. Take take the car and and flee to the mountains is what he suggests. It's actually not a bad plan. 
And on the on the way to the airport, they see the army rounding up PKI cadre. Oh, yeah. And then lining them up in a field and machine gunning them on the side of the road, which will happen. Right. I don't They're think compressing it a timeline. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, within a few hours, but it's going to happen within a right. few with days. With PKA signs yeah. on their yeah. chest. Yeah. You know, they're, that, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I guess for, for the shorthand, I, I get it. That's what you have to do as a movie. Dramatic like, effect. Yeah. Um, and uh, they bluff their way through a roadblock. And, um, uh, after they make it through the roadblock, uh, Pete, uh, Kumar laughs and shows real emotion for the first time, and they've they've really bonded. And uh, takes him to the airport and says his goodbye to Guy, and, and he says, "Think of me, Guy, when you're sitting in some a nice cafe in Europe. In my dream, I'm always sitting at the table by the footpath, drinking coffee. So really, they are they are so much more alike than they realized. Airport chaos." Guy pushes the guard and says, I have a ticket, asshole. <laughs> and then he, uh, the immigration guy goes slowly. And I'm wondering if it's the same immigration guy from the opening scene. <laughs> to watch the... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bet it's the same actor. And it's it's that same immigration guy we've all had at Sukarno Hato who's taking forever. Actually, Eric, you don't know what that means anymore because you're uh, uh, inner circle. Um, and then the, uh, the guard sees his bag and destroy the tapes of his... In the report he recorded about the coup, guy just shrugs, says, keep it. The stairway's being rolled away from the plane. Guy runs across the tarmac, and very, very light in the step, really skipping towards the plane. Yeah. And they roll the stairs back. Jill appears Royal at Netherlands the door, flight. Yeah. and they embrace. And that's the film. And she says, oh, yeah. so you only have one eye now. Yeah. Because yeah. he didn't follow doctor's Pirate orders. Now. But she's more interested in the one-eyed snake, I think. So, yeah, yeah. Although he could, uh, he could have stayed. Kumar said to him, "You know, you could stay. Like, you know, the, your guys won. You're safe here. You could stay." Yeah. But he's he's over it. He, it uh, will be really well facilitated for for American interests after 1965. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I I don't think that. Um, I don't think that actually would have been viable. Like one, he, they, on October first, they wouldn't have known the way things were going to go. It was still um, unclear. Within, yeah, within right. a week, sure. But things were still pretty. You would have been. You would have been. You would have been really playing with fire if yeah. you didn't take precautions. Yeah. Just because you don't know which way it's going to land. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Um, and then what? I mean, what we now know is that uh, within a week, the killing starts uh, first up in Ache. Um, there's been some really great work by. Um, uh, obviously, John Rusa and Jeffrey Robinson, but a host of uh, younger Australian scholars yeah. like Annie Pullman. That's a great record. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, on her name that um, got the records in Aceh. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, 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 essentially, she, fa- uh, she found the records that there was a plan on the books that the, the second the PKI pushes too far, um, uh, the army was greenlit to start rounding up PKI members around the country, and a, and a very systematic uh, mass killing campaign starts. Um, what uh, Vincent Bevan calls the Jakarta method. Um, he links it, as we said, to Brazil, but later on to Chile as well, and this becomes one of the the models for how to deal with a um, communist party um, with that that has no military component, like a civilian uh, communist party. 
And uh, that starts 32 years of the Suharto New Order, the Suharto dictatorship. Yeah, they will. They will uh, align themselves, sort of, sort of, um, quite lockstep with with American and Western interests, and economically, especially, and uh, geopolitically. And it will, um, uh, you know, reported infamously by Time Magazine as the best news in Asia for years. I should say this is this is the report of the killing, not just of the right wing takeover, but after the the, the, the when we know that their bodies float million you know that hundreds of thousands at least are clearly that that it will be reported as the best news in the west for years Um, i mean you think about it the the largest communist party outside of the soviet union or the people's republic of china is disappeared in the space of six months i mean it really boggles the mind and and the, the only way to understand that is that there was no armed wing like they had no they had no way to resist, and it's a civilian party. So people in Central Java, they don't, they don't, you know, they, you know, maybe they'd voted PKI, supported peasants' organizations, but they're, they're not like Viet Minh who are training for revolution. Um, no, right. These are people just trying to live their lives in 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 near starvation in yeah. some cases. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the army shows up, and yeah. greenlights local militias to to move against them. Um, but again, this is not. The film touches on this in the end, but it is not um, it's not really expanded upon and um, also not expanded upon in the official memory in uh, the Republic of Indonesia. Lots and lots of propaganda and museum and statues and street names and films about the uh, handful of generals that were killed, but no discussion about the subsequent mass murder campaign and, and decades of imprisonment. And you're right, and because the the head of the uh, the head of the the counter coup the, of of the um, killing becomes becomes the sort of iron, this one of the sort of most authoritarian dictators in in sort of the 20th century, um, that that he just can, can completely control the narrative, completely control the story. I mean, when you say oh, the oh the good guy, the the winners write history, like this is absolutely what happens in a post 65 Indonesian um, geography. Um, it just it just, it goes down her memory hole yeah. and um, An intense level of propaganda at all levels, high school, college curriculum, popular media, uh, really strict censorship. I, both Eric and I, the first time we came to Indonesia was in 1990, and I remember buying the um, International Herald Tribune uh, on the street in Kuda, and it's like you could you could get the paper two days later, and it had articles cut out of it. Like, I, don't, I don't know what was cut out, but they were they were censoring the English English language press that the tourists and things like things like Chinese or Chinese language. You out, couldn't uh, yeah, they, yeah you couldn't bring Chinese printing out, into outlawed, China um, or into Indonesia. A serious a serious overcorrection. You know, you have an entire sort of we're talking long, you know, old hundreds of years Chinese families. You know that 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 completely if they survive are are changing names or converting are sort of. Uh, uh, obfuscating and it becomes a real and it even even you know it completely today where there's a kind of a, um, you know uh, Chinese are questioned about their loyalty and and, re, and realness as Indonesians yeah, yeah. Um, still and this is sort of part of this legacy from um, the the sixty five that absolutely yeah, 
prevails. And this and this has um, you know so there's a, a a model for extermination of left wing movements. It also uh, we now know terrifies uh, left wing movements. So um, I I don't know if all the research is done on how this was viewed by Hanoi, but I'm certain it, it radicalized some of their thinking. Um, uh, Sihanouk made reference when he was cracking down on the uh, the Khmer Rouge in the late 60s. He made reference to this, saying, you know, we've got our Nusution, we can we can use generals against you. Uh, and then we also know there's PKI documents that, or not PKI, but Khmer Rouge documents that reference the destruction of the PKI, saying, hey, if we lose this revolution, and this is this is like. 1968 to 1975. If if we lose, then we're going to get executed. So it, it radicalizes them. Uh, the Shining Path in Peru references this, saying, "Hey, you know, we, we can't lose because we'll get eliminated by the right wing forces." So I think that no it, one's under any illusion that it will be yeah, yeah they'll be treated yeah. with fairly or yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's not just Stalin that enacts mass murder. There's right-wing reactionary forces, anti-communist forces that can enact mass murder campaigns. And one so place, I think both left and right are radicalized. Yeah. And one, one What's place, that? the um, Cam- Cambodian military under Lan Nol, um, some some guys made a little journey over to Indonesia circa 68, 69 to get a little bit of training on... A taste. Let's say if one were to maybe have a uh, military takeover of a government. How how might one do that? Um, just asking for a friend. Yeah. And then, what what do you know? just happens in March 1970s. For more on that, uh, check out Khmer Nationalist. It's uh, <laughs> a nuked on the CIA. Uh, the Transformation of Cambodia by that same guy. Very, very, very gorgeous man. Matthew Hagel. Matt Hagel, yeah. Um, in regards to the film uh, and censorship, uh, Year of Living Dangerously was censored in Indonesia and was not um, not allowed until the year 2000, two years after the fall of Suharto. Three. What's, what's interesting is that the film doesn't direct, you know, it stops like with 60, like October 1st. And so, um, you know, it doesn't actually weigh in heavily at all on it's more of an anti-Sukarno um, yeah, you know, like yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting. And, and, and Sukarno's memorization will be fraught in Indonesian history because they, they make the calculated decision sort of not Sukarno will die, uh, in 1970. It's sort of under house arrest, essentially house arrest in Jakarta. Um, but, but, um, you know, that he is not, he is not demonized like, uh, we see in other sort of, um, regime changes, but he's also, you know, kind of, not um not memorialized like yeah. he will, had been um and uh the what is memorialized is the um every school kid in Indonesia watching I remember with my host family um and the, the the playing on sort of like you know afternoon television and and evening and constantly on loop is the uh uh the very dramatic um film reenacting the events of uh 30 September October 1st and and Beyond and it's a it's the, a, the, mur- the, the, the the four the and a half hour yeah. film about the murder of the Who generals, which Gibson? is just over. The, it's like a horror film. Would you would you say, Matt? Who played Mel Gibson in that? Oh, in played, that yeah. yeah, no. I mean, and, and the thing is, it it is it is it is slasher 
it is so bl- gory. Like you can't believe like yeah. on, that that this on you know television at all. Like um, and it it's it's shocking. And it's meant it's meant yeah. quite didactically to be. Yeah. That. And and super misogynist promotes this myth that the Gerwani, yeah, the, yeah. the feminist organization, were controlled by the PKI, and that they um, sexually mutilated the generals and slashed their genitals with razor blades. And a cannibal and crazy. Had, a, had like a, a a witch style orgy. Like Sexual, yeah. Singing the song "Ginger Ginger," which uh, was a uh, a song that was banned under Suharto. Um, so yeah, the. Um, one of the most effective propaganda states uh, ever, I, I, I think, the Suharto regime. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Year of Living Dangerously. The podcast of the Year of Living Dangerously has uh, crept into a length of a year of living dangerously of its own, so maybe <laughs> year of, we should... Year of, year of podcasting dangerously. Yeah, so um, maybe we should hit the... Book of the Week. Wait, no, maybe the volume. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Book of the Week. Um, what, what are we going to go with? Well, so there, there's been a flood of uh, great books on um, this history coming out in the past few years. Probably um, the book is going to be Jeffrey Robinson's The Killing Season, which came out maybe 2018, 2019. Um, Jeffrey Robinson, UCLA, um, fantastic book. Uh, I also strongly rec- recommend John Russo's Pretext for Mass Murder. And um, uh, what's the what's his more recent book? Is it Unmarked Graves or Un Unburied? Un, yeah, unbar- uh, John John Russa. R O O S A. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's got two books: Pretext for Mass Murder about the coup, um, and th- those are scholarly. Um, but there's a book by a journalist, uh, Vincent Bevins, um, called The Jakarta Method, um, that is a very very accessible read. Uh, strongly recommend. Um, you can also check out my interview with him on the New Books Network. Uh, I'll, I'll recommend um, uh, a movie, yeah. The Act of Killing. Yeah, um, and his follow-up, The Look of Silence. The Look of Silence, yeah. These are great. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a mind-bending, incredible um, film. And in, in, in a nutshell, uh, sort of great filmmaker uh, Josh Hoppenheimer gets um, perpetrators of of the killing in Indonesia to to recreate gives gives them a, a basically the, the platform to recreate their own a recollection and reenactment of how they how they how they did the how they conducted the killing and it's a it's a meta um kind of wild um um and there's there's musical numbers there's yeah. comedy there's uh, there's cross dressing he, he, he like, lets he lets the ex murderers start to direct their own movie and they want it, they they go they they can't settle on a genre so it's uh, sometimes it's a western sometimes it's a Scorsese style mobster film sometimes it's a big musical number uh, with the the largest uh, gangster in drag for reasons that are unclear yeah it's 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 incredible but it but it gives you some sense of like oh like these are again if you thought like you know if the, if the if uh, the killers had won what would what would what would the what would it look like and this is what that looks like mm-hmm. um and and how fraught it is to which is some sense of how fraught it is to talk about this um because of that phenomenon but yeah check out uh uh act of killing look of silence okay and i'll throw um, in from the uh u.s slash indonesia perspective 
the classic Cahin Cahin's version of foreign policy uh, is probably yes. a good one to also look at. And maybe a regional perspective, yeah. Yeah. Don't just look at it. Maybe read it as well. So those are several Book of the Week. Hold on. Get the volume up. Books of the Week. This is a hard job, this this running the board thing. Uh, yeah, get your shit together. <laughs> okay, so are so, we... Are so we, we, need to, we need to rank this. Oh, yeah. We need to rank this yeah, thing, okay. right? Yeah. Oh. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'm going to give this uh, eight and a half dong. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it... 850 million rupiah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, for all its faults, it's a, it's a, it does a great job of elucidating some of this. And, you know, I can, I can put up with some of its flights of sort of fancy and or, fancy and orientalism because of some things it does get right. And also, um, you know, giving the, the non-specialist kind of some shortcuts, uh, to it. So I'll, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a high marks. Uh, how about you, Michael Ann? Well, um, I've been guilty of inflation on uh, this podcast several True. times. I have the sort of the let's go Brandon approach to, uh, to this. So I'm going to give it uh, 10 dong. I'm going to give it a Whoa. full. And, but you know what that is? 10 dong, I just did the conversion, is 6.36 rupiah. Ooh. So that's not a lot of repeats. Um, but I, 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 I think it's, I, and, and again, this is my origin story for who I am, like watching this film in high school. This is how I went down my career path as a historian and a, a Southeast again, Asianist. Again. So I, I have to, I have to go big. 6.3, uh, rupiah. <laughs> you met? Well, my origin story is probably Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, which I would give ten dong, uh, but we're not doing then, that. Then you film. should have written on the thugi. You should have written mm-hmm. on the thugi, like my buddy Kim Wagner. I'm gonna go. I'll go lower than you guys. I'm gonna go seven point five. There are a few things that just did not hit or make a ton of sense. Um, Michael giving thumbs down. Uh, seven point five is is not a bad not a bad grade. Um, yeah, believe me, we've given way worse grades on films than 7.5. 7.5 is in the upper tier, I would say. Um, it seemed like, especially toward the end, there were the it was a little bit of almost forced tension. Um, if they had, like, you might have had to add a half hour to the film, but, like, go, like, say he stays, like, an extra week or something and, like, lets things, like, actually build up. Like, you know, those things you were, you know, the... The, the shootings on the side of the road, yeah. things that hadn't happened yet. Um, if he's there to kind of witness some of the build up of this stuff as a journalist. Um, and there were journalists there. And, and, and give some of that story, that creates like some actual tension as opposed to the, I'm very worried I'm not going to catch the plane so I can get my dick sucked later, like um, tension that we got. Um, <laughs> in the film. So, uh, I'll go in 7.5. Uh, apologies to Michael Van. Um, and that's, that's my, that's what that, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm going to go with. I gave, I gave it, I gave it an Andosheen style ranking. Sorry guys. <laughs> Let's go Brandon. Well, um, all right. Well, f- uh, folks, uh, thanks for, thanks for listening along. Uh, check out us on the, on the social medias, Napalm in the morning at Twitter at Napalm podcast. Up. Yeah, at Napalm Podcast. 
And I threw up and, the um, New York Times headline. Uh, is on there right now from from right after the coup. It, I think it says something to the effect of, you know, U.S. officials uh, s- smile brightly on on Indonesian developments, or you know, something to that effect. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's from the Times right afterward. Yeah, you know, so some of the Cold Warriors said that this was uh, more important than the, uh, than Vietnam for the Cold War, um, in terms of the numbers, in terms of the strategic impact. I mean, Indonesia, right? So the, big, if so it, for the for the domino theory people, like this was a this was a stop, like hardcore. Um, yeah. Sorry, Walt Rostock. Um, Speaking of stop, this podcast has to stop. Yeah, you guys, point, we huh? got Mike and I got food to eat here, <laughs> and I have to go. All right. Back, well, I've so. been I've been Eric. I'm Matt. I've been Mike Van. All right. Check us out next time. Okay. Bye. Where's the button? There it is. I love the smell of grape pump in the morning. Did you first I'll bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Good morning, Vietnam! You let me worry about that green beret. Napalm in the morning. Your first, last, and only podcast for the Vietnam War through film.